You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpel965.com. Okay, so five tacos of cheese and a large soda, that's $10,012. Please drive around. Wait, 10000 what? It's obvious you're buzzed and driving. I've only had a few. I'm fine. Yeah, the food's 12 bucks, but getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Please drive around. Actually, just park and come in. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Brobridge. Lafayette. A black house outside the White House. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. That's the name of the zone protesters tried to set up in Washington last night. (laughs) Flashing with police trying to remove a piece of history. Fox's Rachel Sutherland has more live. Dave is still standing. The statue of Andrew Jackson in Lafayette Park. After protesters broke through a fence and tried to topple the bronze figure, the base spray-painted with the word killer. Police with batons moved in and used a a chemical irritant to disperse the crowd. President Trump tweeted numerous people arrested in D.C. for the disgraceful vandalism in Lafayette Park of the magnificent statue of Andrew Jackson, in addition to the exterior defacing of St. John's Church across the street. Ten years in prison under Veterans Memorial Preservation Act. Beware. Dave. Uh, Rachel, the president's called the protesters inside what's called the chop zone in Seattle, anarchists. But after two weekend shootings there, Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin wants to dismantle it and let police back in an abandoned precinct. And she hopes these organizations that we are in dialogue with and others will work to encourage individuals to leave voluntarily. John Bolton's book comes out today. The ex-national security advisor is very critical of President Trump, who just tweeted that Bolton is a creepster and lowlife who should be in jail and money seized, claiming the book is full of highly classified information. Now, later today, the president will go to the border in Arizona and then talk to supporters in Phoenix the day after issuing an executive order extending immigration restrictions, halting worker visas. An effort to put Americans first in line for jobs, but prompting swift condemnation from the tech quarter. Twitter blasting the announcement saying this proclamation undermines America's greatest economic asset, its diversity. Fox's Griff Jenkins, shots fired overnight at a Houston police station. Nobody was hurt. A rifle found suspects taken into custody. Ask your Amazon smart speaker to play the news from Fox. America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently. And other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No. Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. When President Trump goes to Arizona, he'll again visit a state 
that's seen a record rise in coronavirus cases. Like in Oklahoma, where his rally was on Saturday, people who went there are being asked to get tested. Eight Trump campaign staffers got infected. Later this morning, White House Task Force Dr. Anthony Fauci and the heads of the CDC and FDA will testify at a House hearing on the virus. California has also been seeing a spike. Governor Gavin Newsom says in the last 14 days, the state has seen more than 46,000 cases of the virus. That is more than a third of all virus cases in the state since the pandemic began. He says the positivity rate is going up as the increased testing and hospitalizations have increased 16% over the last two weeks. Accordingly, number of ICU patients has also seen an increase, a little more modest than hospitalizations, but nonetheless, an 11% increase. He says we have a surge capacity of more than 50,000 beds and at only 7% filled, he says the state is positioned to handle the increase. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. On the NASCAR track, a photo finish at the end of the race yesterday. I think it's Stenhouse, it might be Blaney. And it was Ryan Blaney, which Ricky Stenhouse Jr. by a nose at Talladega on Fox before the race. All the drivers in a show of unity escorted Bubba Wallace to the starting line the day after a new was found in Wallace's garage. He's the only black driver in NASCAR. There's a new attempt to play a 60-game baseball season. Major League Baseball owners have voted unanimously to proceed with the 2020 season under a March agreement with the MLB Players Association, now asking the union if athletes can report for training by July 1st. A decision from the MLBPA is expected by 5 p.m. Eastern Tuesday. The league also seeking union approval of health and safety protocols to carry out a regular season and postseason. Fox's Matt Napolitano on Wall Street. Dow futures up more than 200 points ahead of today's trading. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Good Tuesday morning. I brought Kirkpatrick with this update. An 18-year-old Zachary man has been arrested in connection with a shooting on Fontenot Road near Opelousas. According to Sheriff Bobby Guidros, on June 11th, the St. Landry Parish Sheriff's Office investigated two separate shootings, one in the 500 block of Fontenot Road and one in the 400 block of Fontenot Road. Last week, detectives arrested a 16-year-old in connection with the shooting in the 500 block. The teen was charged with three counts of attempted second-degree murder. Saturday was the first day of early voting for the July 11th presidential preference primary, and election officials say they've already received about 48,000 mail-in ballots. Secretary of State Kyle Ardwin says for this election, Louisiana has expanded the acceptable reasons for eligible voters to request an absentee ballot. La Fonda in Lafayette has announced they will close temporarily after an employee tested positive for COVID-19. According to a statement on Facebook, in an effort to keep employees and patrons safe, La Fonda will be closing temporarily for testing and sanitizing. No timeline was given as to how long the temporary closure is expected to last. Lafayette Consolidated Government and LIDA have launched a business recovery program to stabilize local businesses and retain and create jobs as small businesses continue to deal with COVID-19. Businesses may apply for forgivable loans of up to $10,000 to assist with up to three months of cost associated with qualified business expenses. Those incurred not before March 27th of this year. A Senate-approved bill that would provide an $83 million tax break over five years for the state's casinos and racetracks moved closer to final passage as the House Ways and Means Committee approved it yesterday. The legislation would allow each casino to give customers $5 million in free promotional play wagers without having to pay state taxes on those amounts. Bill author, Lake Charles Senator Ronnie Johns, says providing a tax break on promotional play will help the gaming industry bounce back 
from the COVID-19 shutdown. Governor Edwards is alarmed by the growing numbers in tracking COVID-19, which has resulted in the state not moving to phase three. Kevin Barnhart has the story. We have to do better. Edwards says it is imperative that Louisiana residents take spread mitigation efforts more seriously, especially now that it looks like the weather will not contribute to fighting the virus. Some had hoped, thought, believed that this virus would sort of go away once we got to the summer. It is very clear that is not happening. Could the state fall back to imposing more strict efforts? We shouldn't need new restrictions in order to make this happen. We just need to follow the mitigations better. I'm Kevin Barnhart. A cloud of Saharan dust is crossing crossing the Atlantic and is set to arrive in Louisiana tomorrow, bringing with it more COVID-19 concerns. The dust contains tiny rock particles from Africa, and while it can produce vivid sunsets, the head of environmental sciences at LSU says it poses a risk to those with underlying health conditions. We know that breathing in these small dust particles can make all those conditions worse, and if those conditions get worse, you're at greater risk of getting COVID-19. Those with asthma, COPD, chronic bronchitis, and heart conditions should be most cautious. Diaz says the dust can also impact pollen and allergy sufferers and possibly increase the transmission of COVID-19. The pollens may be attracted to some of these dust particles and you inhale both of them together. The same thing could happen with a virus. It could be attracted to a dust particle. Diaz says the best defense is keeping tabs on air quality alerts and staying indoors or be ready with a face covering if you do have to be outside. That's the time to put on an N95 mask and not to put on one of these cloth masks. But you're going to need a, a mask with a filter if you have to go outside and you've got a pre-existing lung condition. The Senate passes lawsuit reform legislation that supporters believe may help lower auto insurance rates. The bill lowers the jury trial threshold to $10,000, also prevents insurance companies' names from being mentioned in court. It also removes a gag order on whether a crash victim was wearing a seatbelt in the crash. Bossier City Senator Barrow Peacock says it's not as strong as past efforts, but... What this bill basically does now is instead of a home run, it's a triple. Past reform efforts had jury trial thresholds of $5,000 and barred plaintiffs from suing auto insurance companies as opposed to just keeping their name secret in court. They also included a two-year prescriptive period for filing lawsuits. Democrats fumed over the legislation's lack of any wording requiring auto insurance rates actually go down if the bill were to pass. Alexandria Senator Jay Luno says it does nothing for drivers. It's not going to lower insurance rates. I know that, and I think in your heart you know that. But by God, it's what lobby and the insurance industry wanted, so we're going to get out there and we're going to support it. The stripped-down legislation removed pieces of prior efforts that Evangeline Parish Senator Heather McLeod says would address the state's sky-high commercial auto insurance rates as well. This bill will not effectively address the crisis, crisis that we have with commercial auto here in the state of Louisiana. Crisis. Tulane researchers develop a potential synthetic antibody treatment that could provide COVID immunity for one to two weeks at a time. Matt Doyle has this story. Tulane Internal Medicine Chair Dr. Jay Cole says the treatment was tested in lab mice to great effect. It introduces a protein, MDR504, which blocks the virus from infecting lung cells. Cole says their treatment takes advantage of the fact that the coronavirus is highly infectious. We thought, well, if it's binding at higher affinity, maybe we could basically use that to fool the virus. So when could we see it move into human trials? Hopefully in the fall, we're working with a couple manufacturers to scale this thing. 
thing up. I'm Matt Doyle. Phoenix's mayor is requesting President Trump wear a mask during his time in Arizona today. Mayor Kate Gallio released a statement on Monday saying that elected officials, including the president, should set an example by wearing masks at the event. Trump is expected to visit the border in Yuma, Arizona, then make his way to speak at a Students for Trump event in Phoenix. Many cities in Arizona have begun requiring masks after a recent spike in COVID-19 cases. And finally, a wildlife expert is explaining how a 138-pound paddlefish caught in Oklahoma could have gotten so big. Eric Hernandez caught the female fish on Keystone Lake over the weekend, just missing the paddlefish state record of 143 pounds. A biologist at the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife Conservation confirmed the fish was female, saying her fat content could have made the fish sterile. Now, most female paddlefish generate a quarter of their body weight in eggs. If the fish is sterile, they use that energy and turn it into fat. More Acadiana's Morning News is coming up. Partly sunny skies to start the day today, going to wait a little bit longer for the showers to start settling in. But by the afternoon, we'll start to see widespread showers and a few thunderstorms rolling across Acadiana. Mostly cloudy skies by the end of the day today. Temperatures are going to sit in the upper 80s, about 89 degrees for your high. Heat index in the 90s. Lows are going to be in the mid-70s with winds from the west-southwest at about 10 miles an hour. Another wet day coming up again for tomorrow. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5. This update brought to you by Albertsons. Albertsons, reserving 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays for senior citizens, pregnant women, and those with compromised immune systems to shop safely. Thank you for your patience and support. Again, that's today and Thursday at Albertsons, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. reserve. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. And a good morning to you. Looking like the roads in Acadiana. All clear. The interstate's rolling just as they should. This traffic update brought to you by the Jambalaya Shop right there at the intersection of West Congress and Congress and Ambassador Caffrey just across from St. Edmunds Church. You can take out, you can drive through, or eat in at the Jambalaya Shop in Lafayette. Welcome into your Tuesday at 6.15, Tuesday, June 23rd, 2020. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick here with you, carrying you through this first hour and some guests coming up. We're going to talk to Greg Gotro from Lita. There's a new business survey out there. He's still trying to identify exactly how Lafayette Consolidated Government and Lita can help you if you are a business owner. We know a ton of you listen to this show, and so they're asking you to take part in a new survey to let them know exactly what you need. Uh, this comes just after the announcement about some more small business loans up to $10,000. So we're going to talk to Greg Gotro about that coming up on the show. We're also going to talk to Ben Broussard. Uh, some cool news uh, this week involving Drew Brees and Catholic Charities. Um, there's going to be a big announcement to come, but we'll try to pry a little bit out of Ben Broussard um, about how it's going and how these new community partnerships that they are seeing are working out. We know uh, we have talked about so many of the projects uh, trying to get people into housing, also making sure that food insecurity is taken care of, a ton of great things going on at Catholic Charities, and we're going to talk about it all coming up. Also want to tell you, we're going to be talking about the this week's Seize the Deal uh, going on sale Friday. It's another half-price deal. We're going to fill you in on all of it. Tell you how you can get in. Of course, always you can find these deals at kpel965.com. This week, what we are talking about is Hangtime TNT. We're going to talk to Savannah Thompson. She's the owner. 
Uh, she has also been to the Olympics. Don't don't have that uh, every single day. Uh, she was a top five uh, gymnast on trampoline, and we're going to talk to her about hang time TNT right here in Acadiana, how you can get your kids involved. We'll talk to her around 630 this morning. All that and more coming up on Acadiana's Morning News. Bernie will be in at 7 o'clock, and then we'll talk to Trooper Thomas Gossin. Um, two uh, really sad fatalities um, worked over the weekend, the Father's Day weekend. Um, in, in one of those cases, the driver was restrained, still suffered fatal injuries. Uh, we're going to talk to him about that. Also, anything ongoing with the investigation. And then the Tuesday talker, Chad Romero, at 740. So we have a jam-packed show for you on this Tuesday. Don't forget about our app. It's where we send you breaking news as it happens. Like yesterday, when we got some early word that the governor was going to hold us back. We were not going to go forward to phase three. Um and, and frankly, there are a lot of people who are mad about that, obviously, because there are businesses that are barely getting by at the, what are we right now, the 50% threshold um, for, for how many people can be inside restaurants and certain other places. So we'll talk to uh, talk to that and take some of your calls about that coming up. But we send those push alerts to you right there in the palm of your hand. It's with the KPL News app, and you can download it for free. You can also listen to the station no matter where you are. Listen to our KPL live shows whenever, wherever, and of course, you can always click the little phone in the upper right-hand corner, and it will call straight into the studio. Remember, the station's all about you, and we want your opinions, your thoughts, and your feelings so we can start to get you answers as well. It's 618 now on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Coming up, Greg Gotro from Lita. Stay with us. This is the place where all opinions are welcome. Every color gets through, and people on all sides of the issue can hash it out. And if you don't think you have a voice... You're wrong. It can be heard now by calling 232-1542. That's 232-1542. 620 now at Newstalk 96.5 KPL and Lafayette Consolidated Government and LIDA launched a Lafayette business recovery program. It aims to stabilize local businesses and retain and create jobs at many small businesses as these owners continue to grapple with the effects of COVID-19. Greg Gotro joins us on the phone right now from Lita. And uh, this really could be um, a, a really welcome sight. We know what the federal program, the PPP, did to really tie these businesses over. Um, but now that we are moving on from that, now there's some local help that is coming through. Good morning, Greg. Good morning. How are you? Hey, we're doing well. And I think there are a lot of people who are excited to hear about these uh, forgivable loans. And are, it's really a grant because it is a forgivable loan up to $10,000, three months of costs associated with qualified business expenses. And this could really be make or break for a lot of businesses who don't know exactly how they will proceed. It could be make or break for businesses, some employees, some neighborhoods. When you think about it, folks have been shut down because of no fault of their own. And leaders in the community, the mayor and the council and others, have decided that we're going to try to do something about it by giving a hand up to those that simply haven't had revenue for quite a while. So this this $10,000 number, how, how did that come about? Do you think that will be able to cover these three months of expenses for employees. How did you get to that point? 
Well, we looked at best practices around the United States. There are several programs like this in several cities, but none in Louisiana, I think. But uh, around the country, we looked at best practices. We came up with an average loan number of really about $4,000. And we had figured out that $5,000 for a very small business under five employees might be enough to pay a month or two of of, uh, lease payment. Uh, payroll, et cetera, living expenses. So $10,000 is really for, you know, a little bit larger business that might, uh, that might help and you might be able to go down to two or 3,000 and it, it's enough to save a small business. So uh, I want to give out the website, lafayette.org slash BRP. That is lafayette.org slash BRP. Of course, information through 311, who will put you in touch with Lita and uh, tell me about the response, Greg, that you're getting. Um, I, I would imagine just the fact that we, we're kind of able to get something like this together here locally, you know, it, it may help some of these business owners really kind of have a sigh of relief, albeit probably temporary because of the situation we're in, especially with the governor's announcement yesterday. But, you know, this is somewhere to maybe bridge, uh, bridge that gap. Well, that's exactly right. Uh, yesterday, we had in one hour about 59 applications. Um, and so that was pretty darn good in the hour before we, um, before five o'clock. And of course, you can go online anytime. But, uh, and then we had about 150 people ask in advance to be notified when the, um, you know, when you could apply. So, we expect it to be a pretty decent demand, and of course, the less demand, the better in that, when you think about it, that means a lot of people were able to sort of bootstrap themselves up. But with that said, the state has appropriated $300 million, and the treasurer will be um, handling that program, and of course, we would like to just roll straight from our program into theirs and make sure that all of our businesses get what they need to survive because it's about creating those jobs. And there's some HUD funds, right, that that will be a part of this as well, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. HUD through CDBG, Community Development Block Grant, uh, that money is through the city. That's about $850,000, and then Lita matched that with about $200,000. So the city will distribute its own funds, and um, there are a lot of uh, stipulations that we have to work through with HUD, and, of course, the community development department at the city is doing quite well with that. And then our money will be at the Community Foundation, and we're encouraging private donations to match our funds and the city's funds, and um, we anticipate a some private dollars as well and they can do that through the community foundation that's correct there's a loan set up there's a fund set up at the community foundation for business recovery well there are a ton of people who tell us day in and day out they want to know a way to help how to help this could be one of those ways more information at lafayette.org slash brp assistance with the process will be available starting tomorrow but again 311 they'll get you in touch with lita and one of uh the guys over at Lita that work for Greg, they will help you out and uh, and make this happen. Greg Gotro, thanks for joining us this morning. I think a lot of business owners are really thankful uh, for your efforts. Appreciate it. Thank you, Rob. All right, 626 now at News Talk 96.5 KPL. Coming up, a look at some national news. 
uh, making headlines this morning. Also, your full weather forecast. More rain around today. We'll get up to 89 degrees. And, uh, you know, it's cools things down a little bit, but makes it really sticky towards the evening. We'll keep you up to date all day long right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Back with more after this. Phone lines are open. Call the show at 232-1542. 232-1542. Then listen live anytime with the free KPL News app. Free in the App Store or Google Play. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom. But a little over a year ago, we realized she couldn't take care of herself without our help. And, well, how could I not be there for her? I had no idea how hard it would be and just what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and, even for me, ways to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics that got me started, but also information about the hurdles I was facing in this new role. I could even connect with experts and hear from others who had been in my place. I know this road we're on isn't an easy one, but I'm really happy to have the extra help for her and for me. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. This message is brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. For those fortunate enough to help the person who has always been their hero, find the care guides you need to help at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from kpel965.com. Now making news around the country this morning. A U.S. soldier facing the possibility of a lifetime behind bars for allegedly partnering with a neo-Nazi group planning a mass casualty event against his own unit. The FBI announced that Ethan Melser was arrested earlier this month for allegedly sharing information about his army unit with the Order of Nine Angles, or O9A. The 22-year-old declared himself a traitor of the United States. Melser is facing numerous charges, including conspiring and attempting to murder U.S. nationals, attempting to provide materials to support terrorists and others. Texas is ready to take action if the coronavirus crisis does not get better, but shutting down all over again will be the absolute last option. Governor Greg Abbott confirmed that, saying the state is averaging 3,500 new cases a day. Florida, just as bad, 2,900 new cases a day added yesterday, and a total number now topping 100,000. Arizona is the other hot spot with about 2,200 new cases yesterday, 84% of ICU beds in that state in use. Two more staff members on President Trump's campaign are sick with coronavirus. They were at his rally Saturday in Tulsa and tested positive. They were Secret Service agents on a detail with the president. Six other staffers tested positive before the rally and did not attend. Trump is headed to Phoenix today and says he's not worried about the state's record spike in cases. One of the world's busiest airports is fighting coronavirus with thermal cameras. California's LAX will begin using three cameras today designed to scan passengers for fever. Arrivals with a temp of 100.4 or more could be asked to undergo a second screening, while those departing will be told they shouldn't fly. It's all voluntary to see if thermal imaging works in detecting people who might be sick. NASCAR is standing with its only black driver, Bubba Wallace, after a noose was found in his garage at an Alabama track. A huge group of drivers and crew members pushed his car to the starting line at Talladega Super Speedway. At the end of the procession, Wallace is seen hugging the supporters and competitors. The FBI has joined the investigation to determine if the noose being placed in his garage was a federal hate crime. 
The family of the helicopter pilot in the Kobe Bryant crash is asking for a wrongful death case to be moved out of Los Angeles. The defense claims they can't get a fair trial because the L.A. Lakers star was so popular there. They want the case to be heard in nearby Orange County instead. Bryant's widow accuses the late pilot of being responsible for the crash that killed her husband, 13-year-old daughter, and six other passengers. Apple is coming to the rescue for people who might not be washing their hands long enough. A new feature on the Apple Watch will not only detect when users wash their hands, but also set a timer for 20 seconds. That's how long the CDC says is needed to avoid the spreading of COVID-19. The tech giant will also release a new iPhone update that includes adding a face mask to those customizable emojis. The first trailer is out for a new movie called Social Distance. The producers used a pandemic to create a thriller that takes place entirely through a conference call. It's about six people working for a cruise line blamed for bringing coronavirus to the U.S. It was all filmed remotely. Said it could be almost finished, but no word on when it will be released. Police are investigating after an Amazon driver was caught disposing of packages in a Baltimore sewer. The driver was from a temp agency and said he wanted to be done with work for the day. The number of packages dropped by the worker has not been disclosed, but the agency says they'll pay for the damages. Once the report is finished, police will determine if an arrest has to be made. Partly sunny skies to start the day today. Going to wait a little bit longer for the showers to start settling in. But by the afternoon, we'll start to see widespread showers and a few thunderstorms rolling across Acadiana. Mostly cloudy skies by the end of the day today. Temperatures are going to sit in the upper 80s, about 89 degrees for your high. Heat index in the 90s. Lows are going to be in the mid-70s with winds from the west-southwest at about 10 miles an hour. Another wet day coming up again for tomorrow. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5. KDM's Morning News is brought to you in part by the T.J. Martell Foundation. Join the T.J. Martell Foundation in the fight against leukemia, cancer, and AIDS. Your support helps save more lives. Visit tjmartell.org to learn more. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. And just one accident to pass along to you right now. Vehicle accident working Lafayette Street at Copper Meadows Boulevard. That's in Youngsville. Again, that intersection, Lafayette Street at Copper Meadows Boulevard. Uh, the Sheriff's Department is responding. A vehicle accident there. If there's anything you need to know about, you can give us a call at 232-1542. This traffic report is brought to you by Hangtime Elite, a new venture from Hangtime TNT. And Savannah Vincent Thompson joins us on the phone. Good morning to you, ma'am. Good morning. So this week, uh, you guys are the Seize the Deal. And we have a great deal, another half-price deal from Seize the Deal. $40 gets you $80 towards your new cheer and tumble classes. They start next month. Savannah, tell us a little bit about them. Yes, so we're, we'll be offering uh, cheer and tumble classes. It's a recreational class. That's a one-hour-long class. Um, of course, it's a combination class, so half of the class you'll get tumbling instruction, and the other half of the class you'll get cheerleading instruction. We'll also be offering some tumble-only classes. That's basically the exact same thing, except it's tumbling only for the entire hour of your class. So it's a great way to get your kids active and get back into um, some kind of recreational activity after uh, being home for a few months. Mm. So we look forward to seeing all of our children in the doors and uh, getting some tumbling and cheer instruction. And you know a lot about uh, being in shape, getting that activity. You went to the Olympics. That just adds a whole other level of excitement, I know, for a lot of people uh, who, who go to Hangtime TNT. 
That's correct. Uh, I had a very successful career in trampoline. Um, I was able to go to the Olympics in 2012. And so having this second location in Broussard um, is, is a great spinoff of what we do already in Scott. And so we're, we're eager to get it out to the community and, and start reaching some kids over there in Broussard. Awesome. Savannah, thanks for your time. This Friday, you can go to kpal965.com, click on Seize the Deal, and find an $80 certificate to the new Cheer and Tumble classes at Hangtime Elite, Hangtime TNT. But it's going to be half price. You're only going to pay $40, and that's exclusive from kpal965.com and Seize the Deal. Here for you in times of uncertainty. Tracking coronavirus, I'm Rob Kirkpatrick on this Town Square Media Station. Team you can rely on even on the darkest days. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. We're working for you on air, behind the scenes every single day. We're following a potential hazmat situation on I-10 this morning. As you get out and hit the road, Bernie's got the information you need to know. Your radio home for news and information for more than 60 years. You know, it's everything I need in the morning. News Talk 96.5. KPL. You're listening to American Ground Radio's Morning Minute. Louisiana is stuck in Phase 2. Governor John Bell Edwards says we're not going to get out of Phase 2 until at least July 24th at the earliest. Oh, this is going to be devastating to tourism in our state. You know, it's estimated that without jobs supported by visitors to our state, the unemployment rate in Louisiana would nearly triple. So let me get this straight. The renewal of Phase 2 lasts until the end of July. And when do the increase Increased unemployment benefits, that extra $600 per weekend, the end of July. Coincidence? Surveys taken earlier this summer say that if we don't open by August, we could lose half of our tourism businesses for good. American Ground Radio, where building a better America begins with building a better us. Return each Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. with Louis R. Abalone and Stephen Park. On News Talk 96.5 KPL and streaming live at KPL96.5.com. All right, it is 639 now at News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to a KPL. I had a train wreck in my mind. Ben Broussard, you know all about that, I'm sure, with children and organization and having to manage communications you know how long have we been quarantining has it been like four years now yes the name of the show is acadiana's morning news just had to remind myself look over at the wall and the billboard (laughs) so how are you today uh by the way ben brucehart from catholic charities on with us this morning um how is life from you i am doing great um my wife, uh, we've been married for about 17 years, and she says I'm the worst secret keeper. Uh, I'm right there um, with you. Right and, there with you. But, but I, I look, we've talked on the radio about four times over the past couple months, <laughs> and I have successfully kept one of the best secrets. Uh, but the cat's out of the bag. Um, Drew and Brittany Breeze, we've been in conversation with them since March. Um, and they have shown a pretty hefty commitment to um, fighting hunger, specifically. They do a lot of other things, mm-hmm. but fighting hunger, especially with, with children. Um, and when COVID started, they'd already had a, an ongoing relationship with the Second Harvest Food Bank in New Orleans. And Second Harvest now has a, a really a big, a really good presence here in South Louisiana in our area. Um, but they have they have agreed to make a sizable investment 
it, with um, growing the capacity to serve prepared hot meals here in Acadiana. And that investment is with Catholic Charities of Acadiana and Second Harvest Food Bank. Um, this is going to allow us, I mean, look, you know, we talk a lot about, hey, we're better together. All these buzz phrases about the the COVID you know, crisis, we're better together. Um, just alone, Catholic Charities, um, per week, when everything is, is running at full tilt, um, we can serve about 2,100 meals a week wow. through our food and nutrition programs. Okay. But with this investment um, and, and the ability to, to distribute further, we're going to take that 2,100 mark um, and it, we're going to get to the 15,000 per week mark, which unbelievable. just excites me to no end. I mean, knowing that you're... You're growing that ability to help people by that much more. That's that's pretty much seven times over. Yeah. You know, I don't know what the connection is. Um, obviously, there's something about Lafayette. There has to be. Um, you know, obviously, New Orleans makes sense. When you talk about the nonprofits that Drew Brees and Brittany Brees and their Dream Foundation, what they work towards, um, yeah. you know, New Orleans makes sense. But I don't see them doing this sort of outreach in other places. What is it about Lafayette? I mean, we know Surge Entertainment here. We know FNA, you know, his uh, his flag football league had, right. had a big start here. I mean, what is it about our area? There has to be something there. And, and I mean, look, he, okay, he started his career in California, came here with a hurt shoulder. Um, we all know what, you know, what happened from there. He, he is a future Hall of Famer. Uh, but he has shown a commitment to the entirety of South Louisiana in his um, in his philanthropic work, and I just think, I mean, this is where the guy is going to retire. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm putting look. Let's let's say it here. Um, play football in New Orleans. Let's retire in Acadiana. Can we can we do that? I'm sure we. I'm sure we can find a house. I'm sure there's a real estate agent. We <laughs> any, can. Any any realtors listening? Yeah. Uh, he could uh, build but, next but, to but, Jake Delhomme, maybe. You know. That's right. That's a fantastic <laughs> idea. Out in Burbridge. No, uh, I think to, to be true, the the need is great, um, and he started a relationship with Second Harvest back in I think 2011. So he's already made some very sizable investments in providing. Um, meals through Second Harvest, which is a fantastic organization. We're so happy to be partnering with them. Um, but when when the need, you know, you're you're meeting the need in in a in a powerful way in New Orleans, and then the organization that you are partnering with starts focusing on Acadiana and the needs inside disaster and outside of disaster. Mm-hmm. Because look, this investment is not just going to be a disaster response. This is going to be something that's going to meet the the growing needs of, of those who are experiencing food insecurity for years to come. Like, we don't have all of the details yet about how this is going to be, um, how we're going to, d- to work the distribution process. That's going to be coming, but all I know is that it's going to be awesome. You know, 2,000 meals to 15,000 um, approximately, I mean, it's just a huge huge stride in the right direction. I always want to give people information on how they can donate to the cause. You know, you almost want to put up a billboard that says, be like Drew Brees. And here's Catholic <laughs> Charities website. You know what I'm saying? You think you you think you think yeah. throw as good as Drew Brees? 
Um, how about you go and help donate to a cause that's important to him, too? I love to people tell people how they can get involved and how they can support your mission as well. That's right, and I appreciate that. So CatholicCharitiesAcadiana.org is a place where you can make a tax-deductible donation to our work, especially right now as we are meeting the needs of those who are hungry because of COVID. Um, but in the future, we're going to have some, I feel like we're going to have some opportunities to, to do some, uh, some, Drew likes to do matching stuff. Yep. And so stay tuned for that. Like, cool. you know, if, if he's going to put up a certain amount, he knows that he's got the ability to raise more when he says, hey, come, like you said, come do what I do. Well, there's no better partners uh, than you guys at Catholic Charities. Thank you for the great work that you do. Ben Broussard will check in again soon and donate. CatholicCharitiesAcadiana.org. Thank you so much, sir. Thanks, guys. Y'all have a great morning. All right, 645 now at News Talk 96.5. KPL and the blonde bombshell has taken her position. Oh, hello. Good morning. Good morning. You just look so refreshed when oh. you come in at 645. I have to tell you. Are you um, getting used to this not getting up so early in the morning? Uh, yes, I am now officially <laughs> spoiled. <laughs> so what you're saying is I can't decide on Monday. Eh, this isn't working out. I need you to come back. Right. Well, I'm so happy. I'm glad you're getting up at three o'clock in the morning it's now. It's fine. It's all right. Yeah, sure it is. As the tears roll down your cheeks. Well, I'll tell you, the, the, the worst part is the poor dog. Uh, the why? dog is completely confused. <laughs> and you know he's like an old man, so he doesn't yes. get up with me anymore. Right. Now, it's not only does he not get up with me, I just get this frown. I just get the worst pug side eye. Like, why are you up right now? It's the middle <laughs> of the night. Go back to bed. Look, Anyways. old man. Um, hey, the KPL Topic Train is coming up. Brought to you by Bruce Hart Poche LLP, your, your firm for a lifetime. We're going to do that just two minutes away. Stay with us. The ancient Greeks first said, the only constant in life is change. Yesterday, we saw this wisdom play out as Apple announced that your iPhone screen is about to get a much-needed overhaul. Your Tuesday Consumer Tech Update is brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit T-Mobile.com slash 55 today. The iPhone's home screen has looked more or less the same since the phone's introduction 13 years ago. But at Apple's Worldwide Developers Conference yesterday, CEO Tim Cook unveiled the iPhone's next operating system, iOS 14 coming later this year. The new app library automatically organizes all your apps. Never again will you scroll through multiple pages and folders just to find the app you want. And best of all, your phone will suggest apps for you to use. New app clips will open only when you need them, such as paying for your parking meter. Of course, Apple made a slew of other announcements, and you can read about them all at commando.com. I'm Kim Commando. What's the number one sign of a bad home security system? One that's so complicated, you never use it. This is exactly the type of security system SimpliSafe has spent a decade fighting against. They believe that simple is safer, and that's exactly why SimpliSafe is the home security for right now, when feeling safe at home has never been more important. SimpliSafe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home. Order online, open the box, place the sensors, plug it in, and your home's protected. No technician or salesperson has to come and disrupt your house. You don't need to pay any outrageous monthly fees or sign a two-year contract. Their 24-7 professional monitoring and emergency dispatch starts at 50 cents a day. Plus, SimpliSafe's video verification allows their professional monitors to see crimes in progress and pass that directly to the police when needed. Don't put this off. Head to SimplySafeKim.com and get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's SimplySafeKim.com. SimplySafeKim.com. 
the KPL Topic Train is running right on time. Driven by Bruce Hart Poche, LLP, certified public accountants. 650 now and the KPL Topic Train here for you. It's running right on time, as the voice guy says. Right. Yeah. Running right on time. Yeah. Okay, so um, remember everyone was freaking out to get hand sanitizer about oh, yeah. three months ago and you couldn't sure. find it anywhere and yeah. it was the whole big deal? Well, now the FDA has put out a list of nine hand sanitizers that contain extremely toxic substances, Oops. including methanol. And by the way, Uh-oh. it getting into your body could kill you. Uh, there's a problem. So, okay. Uh, so here, here are the brands you need to worry about. Esk Biochem, E-S-K, Biochem hand sanitizer, all clean hand sanitizer, the good gel antibacterial hand sanitizer, Saniderm advanced hand sanitizer, and then uh, parts of four different ones, clean care, no germ, advanced hand sanitizer, and of course, Lavar 70 gel hand sanitizer. This one, by the way, especially toxic. The FDA says it's 81% methanol. And you know what? Okay. Not to mention, don't try to put that on near a flame or you're going to be yeah. a circus act. Yes, yeah, seriously. Anyway, we're going to put those names up oh, on our website, kpal965.com. Scary, huh? That is beyond just, frightening. I mean, think about it. You have this this virus out there. Mm-hmm. You don't know much about it. It's like, I mean, I feel like some of the hand sanitizer around this place was jet fuel. I mean, like, it just, <laughs> and then I'd smell it and be like, who thought this was a great idea? idea. You know? I know, but anyway, we still used it. We sure did. <laughs> it was rough back then. Hey, um, it's National Hydration Day. Okay. And the question is, do you still drink tap water? I do. I love tap I water. I love LUS water because it's just good. Look, I think something about, you know, we had family in town this past weekend. They're from yeah. Texas, okay? Texas notoriously has hard water. And to me, I don't like the taste of it. It tastes, I just don't like the taste. You just like, you're like, yeah, no. that's gross. And a lot of them have like water softeners. They have to put the salt in, you know? Sure. Well, here in Louisiana, we have the salt the it's already pretty soft yeah. okay um i love the tap water at my mom's house mm-hmm. over in a Folsom, louisiana um we call it silver water it silver tastes, water it tastes so good and when you look at it it almost looks like it's silver it's so clean huh. it just does well that's interesting and a, different a recent survey though asked people about their water drinking habits and what kind they drink you know the majority of people said bottled water at home uh, I try not to do the bottled water at home. That's mobile water. Yeah, that's kind of like how we think about it, too. When you're running out the too. door, you yeah. grab it. You know? Us, too, because we're like, yeah, we don't want to spend money well, on I'd that. drink that. When you're By in your way, house, we got the good LUS water, yes. man. Here is an unpaid advertisement. Ah. I have this right here. It's called Avamore. Okay. Um, our friends at Schilling actually have yes. it. They distribute it to stores. You can't find it a lot of places, but it's an alkaline water. So the pH is 8.8 to 9.1. Wow. It is my favorite water. And I'll tell you this. The best part, look how big the drinking part is. Oh, yeah. It's like a Gatorade Well, thing. and it and that's great because if you want to put one of those mix-ins or add-ins you like with Stevia it. or whatever, yeah, you're you not going to spill it. it. Ooh. Okay. So you're going to try that out. I think we should have a case delivered of that. Look, Ever, uh, Evermore. Evermore. It's like this natural artesian water. Evermore. I had it one time at a, um, remember we hosted that event and I think we're going to do it again this year, which is the Business Hall of Fame. Yeah. With Junior Achievement. They had them all sitting out at a table, and I was like, this is my favorite water I ever had. And my friend Buddy Schilling goes, uh, hello, my dad was being honored. We're the ones that put the water there. <laughs> I said, okay, then. Well, here's my address. Make sure I always have some. We will drink it. How about that? Evermore.
All right, it's 6.54 now at News Talk 96.5 KPL. Coming up on the show, Trooper Thomas Gossin, oh, also boy. the Tuesday Talker. Yes. Um, uh, is it hot today? Investment or? accounts, uh, oh, 89. 89, okay. Uh, more, shore, more storms, 70% oh, okay. again. Hey, tomorrow, right. guess what? what? More storms. And it's just that summer that pattern. summer thing. I'll tell you more about it with we'll your full forecast it. from the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab. It's coming <laughs> I'm Bernadette Lee, and you're listening to News Talk 96.5 KPL. New York City, America's highest number of coronavirus cases had one high-profile patient that caused a media sensation. Nadia, a tiger who resides at the Bronx Zoo, was the first known case of human-to-animal coronavirus transmission. The New York City Health Department's investigating, but they think that a zookeeper infected her. The good news is that Nadia the Tiger's doing better. She's expected to make a full recovery, which is a good thing. Many zoos want to make a full recovery, too, because the shutdown's causing problems. California's Oakland Zoo is having a hard time scraping together money to keep the animals fed. Other zoos are in the same predicament because they all rely on visitor fees and donations for their food budgets. But that's not the only problem. According to the Los Angeles Times, the animals are unhappy because of the shutdown. It turns out that except for the bald eagles, the zoo animals are bored. Zookeepers say that most of the animals seem to miss the people who come to stare at them. Zookeepers say contact with human beings stimulates the animals. They're just looking at food. What are, what are we talking about here? So I guess that humans are not the evil oppressors, the poor captive animals after all. We make their lives meaningful and interesting because they think they can eat us. The animal rights wackos. <laughs> not going to like this one bit if they figure it out. Folks, it is once again my privilege to join Mahindra in honoring those who have so bravely served our country. It's time for the 7th Annual Mahindra Military Salute Giveaway. To celebrate our Independence Day, the 4th of July, we will randomly select one deserving service member to receive a new Mahindra 4540 four-wheel drive tractor. It's a real deal. Tough as nails. Compact utility tractor with an impressive loader and three-point lift capacities. So help us find a brave American to receive this rugged Mahindra. To nominate somebody who is active duty or a veteran of the military and to get official rules, visit RushLimbaugh.com and look for the Mahindra Military Salute Giveaway. Thanks to Mahindra, the official tractor of tough. And God bless all of you who protect our freedom. Take advantage of rock bottom prices and great financing on new Mahindra subcompact, compact, or utility tractors or Mahindra utility vehicles. To find your dealer and test drive a Mahindra, please visit WhyMahindra.com. The Rush Morning Update is brought to you by Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Book your next traveling party at LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net. Get the free KPL News app in the App Store and Google Play. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Brobridge, Lafayette. It's disgraceful. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. That's what President Trump calls what happened last night in Washington. 
protesters tried to take out a statue of President Andrew Jackson and tried to mimic the chop zone in Seattle that the mayor there is now trying to dismantle. Calling it the Black House Autonomous Zone, vandalizing that church, spray painting the BHAZ on its columns. It's the same church, by the way. Remember, arsonists set on fire last month. Fox's Griff Jenkins, President Trump tweeted he has authorized the arrest of anyone who vandalizes or destroys any monument, statue, or other federal property with up to 10 years in prison. More than a week after the shooting that added to the racial unrest, the funerals today for Rayshard Brooks in Atlanta. Fox's Evan Brown has more live. Yeah, Dave, family and friends will gather at Atlanta's venerated Ebenezer Baptist Church, but the public viewing yesterday for Rayshard Brooks drew numerous attendees like this man who had been protesting in Atlanta and in Minneapolis. I hate to say it, but if it wasn't for the, the looting and things of that nature, I don't think things would have changed. I think it would have been business as usual. The officer who shot Brooks and is now charged with murdering him was supposed to have a bond hearing today that's been delayed so that Brooks' family can attend, Dave. Evan, a book comes out today from the ex-national security advisor, very critical of President Trump, who told Fox. John Bolton was a stupid guy, and he was a guy with no heart. The president also tweeted Bolton's a low-life creepster who should be in jail for publishing highly classified information. The president will go to the border today in Arizona, one of the many states seeing a spike in coronavirus cases. He tweeted because of its expanded testing, but Texas Governor Greg Abbott calls the rise there. An unacceptable rate in Texas, and it must be corralled. People have to wear masks to vote today in primaries in New York and Kentucky, but there are fewer polling places open. Many have already cast absentee ballots by mail. America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. President Trump's trip to Arizona and the border comes the day after he clamped down on legal immigration. Citing the coronavirus pandemic, the Trump administration is extending immigration restrictions until the end of this year. Through an executive order, the president will prevent foreign workers from filling 525,000 jobs. The ban on new visas applies to H-1B visas, which are used by major American tech companies, H-2B visas for non-agricultural seasonal workers, J-1 visas for exchange students, and L-1 visas for managers of multinationals. Critics of the move say the president is using the pandemic to essentially shut down immigration through the end of December. In Washington, John Decker, Fox News. Unity on the NASCAR racetrack. All the drivers gathered together to escort Bubba Wallace, the only black driver in the Cup Series, to the starting line at Talladega the day after a noose was found in Wallace's garage at the track in Alabama. And he told Fox Sports... Sorry, I'm not wearing my mask, but I wanted to show whoever it was that you're not going to take away my smile. 
and uh, I'm going to keep on going. Ryan Blaney ended up winning the race by a nose in a photo finish. The NBA is taking another step toward resuming its season next month. As of today, NBA players will be tested every other day for the coronavirus, as well as two days prior to when teams are scheduled to leave for Florida to enter the Walt Disney World Resort's bubble. Today's testing will not only be a shallow nasal swab or oral swab to check for COVID-19, but athletes will also be subject to an antibody test done via blood draw. Antibody tests will only be repeated after a player comes up positive. That's Fox's Matt Nepal. Palatano. Baseball is attempting to start its season, maybe a 60-game season in place sometime also in July. On Wall Street, Dow Futures up more than 200 points ahead of the opening bell. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick with this update. An 18-year-old Zachary man has been arrested in connection with a shooting on Fontenot Road near Opelousas. According to Sheriff Bobby Guidros, on June 11th, the St. Landry Parish Sheriff's Office investigated two separate shootings, one in the 500 block of Fontenot Road and one in the 400 block of Fontenot Road. Last week, detectives arrested a 16-year-old in connection with the shooting in the 500 block. The teen was charged with three counts of attempted second-degree murder. Saturday was the first day of early voting for the July 11th presidential preference primary, and election officials say they've already received about 48,000 mail-in ballots. Secretary of State Kyle Ardwin says for this election, Louisiana has expanded the acceptable reasons for eligible voters to request an absentee ballot. La Fonda in Lafayette has announced they will close temporarily after an employee tested positive for COVID-19. According to a statement on Facebook, in an effort to keep employees and patrons safe, La Fonda will be closing temporarily for testing and sanitizing. No timeline was given as to how long the temporary closure is expected to last. Lafayette Consolidated Government and LIDA have launched a business recovery program to stabilize local businesses and retain and create jobs as small businesses continue to deal with COVID-19. Businesses may apply for forgivable loans of up to $10,000 to assist with up to three months of costs associated with qualified business expenses. Those incurred not before March 27th of this year. A Senate-approved bill that would provide an $83 million tax break over five years for the state's casinos and racetracks moved closer to final passage as the House Ways and Means Committee approved it yesterday. The legislation would allow each casino to give customers $5 million in free promotional play wagers without having to pay state taxes on those amounts. Bill author, Lake Charles Senator Ronnie Johns, says providing a tax break on promotional play will help the gaming industry bounce back from the COVID-19 shutdown. Governor Edwards is alarmed by the growing numbers in tracking COVID-19, which has resulted in the state not moving to phase three. Kevin Barnhart has the story. We have to do better. Edwards says it is imperative that Louisiana residents take spread mitigation efforts more seriously, especially now that it looks like the weather will not contribute to fighting the virus. Some had hoped, thought, believed that this virus would sort of go away once we got to the summer. It is very clear that is not happening. Could the state fall back to imposing more strict efforts? We shouldn't need new restrictions in order to make this happen. We just need to follow the mitigations better. I'm Kevin Barnhart. A cloud of Saharan dust is crossing the Atlantic and is set to arrive in Louisiana tomorrow, bringing with it more COVID-19 concerns. 
The dust contains tiny rock particles from Africa, and while it can produce vivid sunsets, the head of environmental sciences at LSU says it poses a risk to those with underlying health conditions. We know that breathing in these small dust particles can make all those conditions worse, and if those conditions get worse, you're at greater risk of getting COVID-19. Those with asthma, COPD, chronic bronchitis, and heart conditions should be most cautious. Diaz says the dust can also impact pollen and allergy sufferers and possibly increase the transmission of COVID-19. The pollens may be attracted to some of these dust particles and you inhale both of them together. The same thing could happen with a virus. It could be attracted to a dust particle. Diaz says the best defense is keeping tabs on air quality alerts and staying indoors or be ready with a face covering if you do have to be outside. That's the time to put on an N95 mask and not to put on one of these cloth masks. But you're going to need a a mask with a filter if you have to go outside and you've got a pre-existing lung condition. The Senate passes lawsuit reform legislation that supporters believe may help lower auto insurance rates. The bill lowers the jury trial threshold to $10,000, also prevents insurance companies' names from being mentioned in court. It also removes a gag order on whether a crash victim was wearing a seatbelt in the crash. Bossier City Senator Barrow Peacock says it's not as strong as past efforts, but... What this bill basically does now is instead of a home run, it's a triple. Past tort reform efforts had jury trial thresholds of $5,000 and barred plaintiffs from suing auto insurance companies as opposed to just keeping their name secret in court. They also included a two-year prescriptive period for filing lawsuits. Democrats fumed over the legislation's lack of any wording requiring auto insurance rates actually go down if the bill were to pass. Alexandria Senator Jay Luno says it does nothing for drivers. It's not going to lower insurance rates. I know that, and I think in your heart you know that. But by God, it's what lobby and the insurance industry wanted, so we're going to get out there and we're going to support it. The stripped-down legislation removed pieces of prior efforts that Evangeline Parish Senator Heather McLeod says would address the state's sky-high commercial auto insurance rates as well. This bill will not effectively address the crisis, crisis that we have with commercial auto here in the state of Louisiana. Crisis. Tulane researchers develop a potential synthetic antibody treatment that could provide COVID immunity for one to two weeks at a time. Matt Doyle has this story. Tulane Internal Medicine Chair Dr. Jay Cole says the treatment was tested in lab mice to great effect. It introduces a protein, MDR504, which blocks the virus from infecting lung cells. Cole says their treatment takes advantage of the fact that the coronavirus is highly infectious. We thought, well, if it's binding at higher affinity, maybe we could basically use that to fool the virus. So when could we see it move into human trials? Hopefully in the fall, we're working with a couple manufacturers to scale this thing up. I'm Matt Doyle. Phoenix's mayor is requesting President Trump wear a mask during his time in Arizona today. Mayor Kate Gallio released a statement on Monday saying that elected officials, including the president, should set an example by wearing masks at the event. Trump is expected to visit the border in Yuma, Arizona, then make his way to speak at a Students for Trump event in Phoenix. Many cities in Arizona have begun requiring masks after a recent spike in COVID-19 cases. And finally, a wildlife expert is explaining how a 138-pound paddlefish caught in Oklahoma could have gotten so big. Eric Hernandez caught the female fish on Keystone Lake over the weekend, just missing the paddlefish state record of 143 pounds. A biologist at the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife Conservation confirmed the fish was female, saying her fat content could have made the fish sterile. Now, most female paddlefish generate a quarter of their body weight in eggs. If the fish is sterile, they use that energy and turn it into fat. More Katie Anna's Morning News is coming up.
Partly sunny skies to start the day today. Going to wait a little bit longer for the showers to start settling in. But by the afternoon, we'll start to see widespread showers and a few thunderstorms rolling across Acadiana. Mostly cloudy skies by the end of the day today. Temperatures are going to sit in the upper 80s, about 89 degrees for your high. Heat index in the 90s. Lows are going to be in the mid-70s with winds from the west-southwest at about 10 miles an hour. Another wet day coming up again for tomorrow. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5. KDMS Morning News is brought to you in part by the Positive Coaching Alliance. Questions about youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit organization, develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. More information can be found at positivecoach.org. News Talk 96.5, KPL. Right now, traffic. And the good news is, right now, no traffic crashes, no breakdowns to report to you. Make sure you're buckling up and keeping it safe out there. love that version of the national anthem it's just so powerful it is you know i mean what are the chances you're going to have whitney houston have two songs that are like like that version of the national anthem and then her version of i will always love, love you, you that just become so iconic all by themselves mm -hmm. you know anyway another icon we love to speak to on oh, tuesdays yeah. is trooper thomas gossen from louisiana state police troop i good morning to you sir Good morning. How are you guys? I, you're an icon, but not for your singing. Right. For your crime-fighting no. oh, skills. Gosh. No, definitely not. <laughs> and definitely press release writing. <laughs> Man, I tell you, Rob, we've been we've been so busy the it last has week. Been. Um, 
you know, state police, statewide, we've had 16 fatalities just in the last, I think, six or seven days, six days. Um, just in Chupai, we've we've had a we've had a, an uptick, big uptick. Um, I think we're up to 28 since January. You know, it, it's really it's really it's really uh, alarming uh, what's going on here. So uh, you know, please wear those seatbelts. Now, not all of the crashes involved not wearing seatbelts, but again, it's your best chance at surviving these crashes. You know, last night in Troopy, we had a, we had a three 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 vehicle with five people that got killed in this one crash so um you know it, it's 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 really alarming so we just asking the public to please wear those seatbelts be more attentive as far as would be into you know less distractions in the vehicle things like that so we had two just on father's day and the second mm-hmm. one when we published it yesterday and was kind of going through the information reporting on the story you know in this case that driver was wearing a seatbelt but still suffered yeah. fatal injuries it happens yeah. Yeah, that was the she. Uh, let's see, she was the passenger uh, in that vehicle. You know, so look, a lot of this goes back to crash dynamics and and how did the vehicle? Because that vehicle actually overturned. So, what did the vehicle get struck? How did how did how did it turn over? Where was the strike main strike force? Was there cab intrusion? You know, that came in. So, there's a lot of factors in a crash that that determine uh, injury. You know, when you get hit from the side. Uh, a side impact is probably the most dangerous because we're, when we do crash testing, you know, when you see crash testing done, in, you know, on, on these videos, they're always, for the most part, done from the side or mm. kind of semi at an angle. Mm-hmm. Rarely do you see them done from the side. Now, with the, with the newer cars with side curtain airbags and, and seat airbags and things, much, much safer, but still, it's still a, a jolt on the body and to, mm-hmm. to, to take that kind of force so there was a situation where there was actually someone who was involved in an accident ended up out of the car appeared to be Mm -hmm. fine or at least with with just minor injuries and then died later you know i so i i haven't released that one yet uh we're actually i'm working on that one this morning um last week we had a crash in in the in the um i think it was in lafayette st martin parish um on the scene it's an older gentleman who was who was said he's fine he actually didn't just refuse medical attention. He said, "No, I'm okay." I think they checked him out. Let him let him go. I mean, it's your choice, you know. Uh, walking around the scene, and then uh, he was later on brought to the hospital by family members after after he was complaining of pain. Um, and I got word last night that he passed away from internal injuries. So, mm. you know, that being said, you know, if you're at a car crash. Whether you feel fine on the scene is one thing, but you know at that time you don't realize how much your adrenaline is pumping, how stressed you are. I mean, you you don't understand the body's uh, reaction to stress like that. Sometimes it's best to get checked out, even, even you know, especially if there's damage where you can't drive that car away. That's a pretty telltale sign that there's some serious forces going on here. So I would I would recommend definitely getting checked out. If I was going to say minimum. at the emergency room. They know what to look for, where to do maybe do a CAT scan, or mm-hmm. you could identify whether yeah. it's like internal bleeding or yeah. something like that that you just don't know about. That's correct. So I, I, I definitely would, would encourage people to do that. You know, look, most of the ambulance companies will come out and, and, and at least look at you and assess you. Um, you know, at a minimum, if, if, if the EMTs and paramedics see something, they can at that point, say, look, I really, you know, you really should go get checked out. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, I, it's something really to think about, sure. 
you know. Uh, but again, going back to the distracted driving and, and wearing those seatbelts, guys, it's extremely important we do that. And and on a, on a distracted note, I would like to say this: you know, we are all out of our normal routines. Yes, you know, daycares daycares have kind of opened up now. You might have a a, 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 a husband, a wife, a, a dad, a mom, or somebody who's normally not in the routine of bringing a child maybe to daycare that are now. Um, reminding people that, you know, leaving kids in cars, in hot cars, is a huge problem. Um, we've had, I think in 2018, there were, there were 57 or oh, there was, gosh. there was a, there was a good number. It's been, it's, it's a good number more than you think, you know, mm-hmm. of people who were left in the vehicle who, who, who died because of the heating of the car. Uh, a lot of people think, well, that, you know, it, you know, it, yeah, it's hot, but it's not that hot. It wasn't that hot yesterday. Well, just in a, in an 80 degree day, the, the, it can only take 10 minutes for the car to heat up to a, to a, to a deadly level. So it's extremely important to understand that. One thing I never really thought about either was letting kids play in the car. You know, you let your kids play outside and, you know, they'll play hide and seek and one of them might go behind in the car not understanding, yep. you know, the, the, the temperature. So it's really important that we really need to, number one, keep your, keep your doors locked at all times, not only for just theft reasons, but, for that reason, right there alone, especially Rob, your your kids are about that age. Yeah, would you know that wouldn't understand that. Well, and I'll tell you um, this: so, we've had a couple situations too where I've taught my kids. So in both of our cars, there's a safety mechanism, and that is oh, yep. yeah. when the car is turned off and you're on the inside, you can open the car doors even if they're locked. Like even if it's mm-hmm, pushed down, mm-hmm. you can open it to get out. And um, and it, obviously it is a newer car, so there are you know cars that don't have that feature, but Here's the reason why it happened, and it scared me to death, is we were all together, okay? Like, we were just, I don't know, sometime during COVID, we, you know, sat out, did chalk, played in the front yard all the time, you know? And we were all kind of in the front yard, and my six-year-old got into the car and was just kind of playing, and which was fine because we were all right there, but she pushed down the door locks. So you, she couldn't pull the door lock up and freaked out because she couldn't open the lock. And so we've had to teach them, Look, if this ever happens, just open the door, you know, and obviously we're talking about someone who's not restrained because I think that's the big problem is, you know, guess what? I think there are a lot of kids who would do a lot to try to get out of a car, but they're in a car seat. And that's when tragedy strikes. Correct. And so that being said, it is legal. If you come across a car that is that that has a child in it, um, that 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 is you see it's unattended. um, Mm -hmm. It's hot. You you have the right legally have the right you're legally protected from breaking the glass and That's getting good. that child out to be able to, yeah, what like about to bring the kid though, to Thomas? safety what if you see oh. a dog huh never thought about that you know i i know that discussion has come up before rob and i don't i don't know what the legal law is i think uh-huh. um it may it may extend to pets i really don't know i just know that in, in this specific one that if you if you know you can break the window if you see especially if the child is unresponsive in the vehicle. Um, now that being said, breaking a window is not as easy as you think. Um, it, it is really tough to break a window um, unless you well. Lately, I've seen on on TV if you have a skateboard, it seems to be really easy. However, we don't necessarily carry a skateboard all all, all the time. But you know, hitting a glass is is important to hit it really with something really sharp, really pointed and really, really hard, uh, usually at the bottom corner, mm. it tends to break a lot easier than others. Um, so, you know, but uh, number one, call 911 first. That, that's probably the most important point. Get somebody rolling that way 
to to especially to render aid to the child, if, if, especially if they're left again alone in that car. Um, you know that brings up another thing too: is the law when it comes to leaving leaving the the car unattended. There are specific laws that say I, I know I've driven to the grocery store, to the bank, to the to the post office, and I walk by a car and it's it's sitting there running. You know. And if you read 32145, it just says, it says, no person in charge of the vehicle shall be permitted to stand with, unattended without first stopping the motor, locking the ignition, removing the key. And, you know, if, and you, if it's on a grade, you got to set the key, the, the, yeah. the brake. Not really applicable around here. But that's a very vague law. It doesn't say that it, uh, it needs to be on a, on a roadway for that, you know. So just kind of be aware of that. I know we're on private property whenever you're in a parking lot, but, you know, leaving that car unattended is extremely important. Now, that being said, with the 32295.3, leaving the child unattended and supervised, we're, we're talking about children that are under the age of six, unattended. You know, unattended, you know, that means, you know, for a period of at least, you know, uh, 10 minutes, well, no. Unattended is when you left the vehicle, the driver operator has left the vehicle more than 10 feet and is unable to, unable to continuously observe the child. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about that. That's, that's, that's pretty, uh, that's, that's pretty, un- I mean, that's 10 feet and, and unable to see, uh, continuously observe the child. That's considered unattended. There's, um, if there's a, yeah. if there's the, if there's a child in the car that's 10 years age or older, that's okay. It's, even if that 10 year old is with the other child, that's okay. They consider the age of 10 to be age of reason and can render a little bit of assistance. Um, so that wouldn't qualify if it's a, a child to, a, to that point. Hmm. But yeah, so those two laws specifically talk about unattended vehicles and children unattended in the car. I was going to say it ultimately does come back to distraction. And how many times have we heard that story? You're out of the routine whether you've been working from home for several weeks and you're going back to the office or maybe you're working from home again but have to bring the kids. I mean, there are just so many different things. And and you know what? There have been over the years a lot of cool tips. I know there are some women that put their purse in the back seat. Or their shoe. Or their shoe. Or briefcase. Or your cell phone. Cell phone, Put your cell phone, you know, next. Put your cell phone next to that seat. You know you're not leaving the car without your cell phone. I mean, you just... It's just a habit, you know. Put a teddy bear in the passenger seat just to remind, remind you of something, you know. Have the child care provider call you if the child doesn't arrive or put a note on the dashboard or, or, or set your alarm on your cell phone to, to, to alert you, you know. Um, you know, it's just it's just out of routine. Have your spouse or caregiver or somebody, you know, call you at the time you're supposed to be dropping that child off, estimate, you know, just to make sure that you made it there or just to mm-hmm. double check. I know it sounds kind of like who would do that, but I'm telling you, uh, I know get so I have a family busy. member that had a friend. Yeah. You know, I had a family member that had a friend that did this. It was actually North Louisiana. And they were like, it was just such a devastating thing, you know, to, to happen. You know, I mean, imagine the guilt. I just can't, I can't yeah. put myself in that position, you know? Yeah. So anyway, just be, be, be alert, be aware of that. Um, you know, that, that does happen and it can easily happen to one of us. And take, you know, even if it feels a little foolish, do it. It is, it's worth it for the protection of your child. I, I think somebody said they, they take one shoe off and they put it in the back seat. Yeah, which is know, a great while idea. While they're driving, you know? Interesting. So, yeah. All right. Trooper Thomas Gosson, we have to leave it there for time. You're Great a, tips as yeah. always. Yep. You're always providing us Thank with you. good info. And uh, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you again it. next week. Have a good appreciate one. It, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. All right. It's 729. Your do headlines are you coming up. You know, it is, it is hard.
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love, I've told you that um, the SUV my wife has, um, mm-hmm. it actually reminds you if in between you unlocking your doors, you open the back door for any reason, when you go to turn your car off, it will say, check the back seat, you mm-hmm. know, and that's the only way it knows. But anyway, good information as always. All right. Uh, we're back with more Acadiana's Morning News after this. The Tuesday Talk to Her is coming up after bottom of the hour headlines. Stay with us. Here for you in times of uncertainty. Tracking coronavirus, I'm Rob Kirkpatrick on this Town Square Media Station. A team you can rely on even on the darkest days. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. We're working for you on air, behind the scenes every single day. We're following a potential hazmat situation on I-10 this morning. As you get out and hit the road, Bernie's got the information you need to know. Your radio home for news and information for more than 60 years. You know, it's everything I need in the morning. News Talk 96.5. KPL. It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from KPL965.com. Now making news around the country this morning. A U.S. soldier facing the possibility of a lifetime behind bars for allegedly partnering with a neo-Nazi group planning a mass casualty event against his own unit. The FBI announced that Ethan Melser was arrested earlier this month for allegedly sharing information about his army unit with the Order of Nine Angles, or O9A. The 22-year-old declared himself a traitor of the United States. Melzer is facing numerous charges, including conspiring and attempting to murder U.S. nationals, attempting to provide materials to support terrorists and others. Texas is ready to take action if the coronavirus crisis does not get better, but shutting down all over again will be the absolute last option. Governor Greg Abbott confirmed that, saying the state is averaging 3,500 new cases a day. Florida, just as bad, 2,900 new cases a day added yesterday, and a total number now topping 100,000. Arizona is the other hot spot with about 2,200 new cases yesterday, 84% of ICU beds in that state in use. Two more staff members on President Trump's campaign are sick with coronavirus. They were at his rally Saturday in Tulsa and tested positive. They were Secret Service agents on a detail with the president. Six other staffers tested positive before the rally and did not attend. Trump is headed to Phoenix today and says he's not worried about the state's record spike in cases. One of the world's busiest airports is fighting coronavirus with thermal cameras. California's LAX will begin using three cameras today designed to scan passengers for fever. Arrivals with a temp of 100.4 or more could be asked to undergo a second screening, while those departing will be told they shouldn't fly. It's all voluntary to see if thermal imaging works in detecting people who might be sick. NASCAR is standing with its only black driver, Bubba Wallace, after a noose was found in his garage at an Alabama track. A huge group of drivers and crew members pushed his car to the starting line at Talladega Super Speedway. At the end of the procession, Wallace is seen hugging the supporters and competitors. The FBI has joined the investigation to determine if the noose being placed in his garage was a federal hate crime. The family of the helicopter pilot in the Kobe Bryant crash is asking for a wrongful death case to be moved out of Los Angeles. The defense claims they can't get a fair trial because the L.A. Lakers star was so popular there. They want the case to be heard in nearby Orange County instead. Bryant's widow accuses the late pilot of being responsible for the crash that killed her husband, 13-year-old daughter, and six other passengers. Apple is coming to the rescue for people who might not be washing their hands long enough. A new feature on the Apple Watch will not only detect when users wash their hands, but also set a timer for 20 seconds. 
That's how long the CDC says is needed to avoid the spreading of COVID-19. The tech giant will also release a new iPhone update that includes adding a face mask to those customizable emojis. The first trailer is out for a new movie called Social Distance. The producers used a pandemic to create a thriller that takes place entirely through a conference call. It's about six people working for a cruise line blamed for bringing coronavirus to the U.S. It was all filmed remotely. Said it could be almost finished, but no word on when it will be released. Police are investigating after an Amazon driver was caught disposing of packages in a Baltimore sewer. The driver was from a temp agency and said he wanted to be done with work for the day. The number of packages dropped by the worker has not been disclosed, but the agency says they'll pay for the damages. Once the report is finished, police will determine if an arrest has to be made. Partly sunny skies to start the day today, going to wait a little bit longer for the showers to start settling in. But by the afternoon, we'll start to see widespread showers and a few thunderstorms rolling across Acadiana. Mostly cloudy skies by the end of the day today. Temperatures are going to sit in the upper 80s, about 89 degrees for your high. Heat index in the 90s. Lows are going to be in the mid-70s with winds from the west-southwest at about 10 miles an hour. Another wet day coming up again for tomorrow. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5. KDN's Morning News is brought to you in part by the T.J. Martell Foundation. Join the T.J. Martell Foundation in the fight against leukemia, cancer, and AIDS. Your support helps save more lives. Visit tjmartell.org to learn more. You're listening to American Ground Radio's Morning Minute. Louisiana is stuck in Phase 2. Governor John Bell Edwards says we're not going to get out of Phase 2 until at least July 24th at the earliest. Oh, this is going to be devastating to tourism in our state. You know, it's estimated that without jobs supported by visitors to our state, the unemployment rate in Louisiana would nearly triple. So let me get this straight. The renewal of Phase 2 lasts until the end of july and when do the increased unemployment benefits that extra six hundred dollars per week end the end of july coincidence surveys taken earlier this summer say that if we don't open by august we could lose half of our tourism businesses for good american ground radio where building a better america begins with building a better us return each sunday from 1 to 2 p.m with lewis r abalone and stephen park on News Talk 96.5 KPL and streaming live at KPL96.5.com. Prohibited. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, double checking traffic. The good news is Lafayette Police, they're giving us an all clear right now. No traffic crashes, no breakdowns to report to you. As always, if you do see some traffic trouble, you can give us a call. Our number here is It is 741 now at Newstalk 96.5. KPL and Chad Romero, the Tuesday talker. Hi, Chad Romero. Hey. What's Hi. up? Hi. By the way, your predecessor in this time slot, uh-huh. remember it used to be Tech Tuesday. Tech, right. And then we that was Ryan Schinkel. Right. Right, he right. actually texted me this morning and said, do you remember my first ever Tech Tuesday was the day after a big Apple announcement. Oh, It yes. was when the iPhone uh, 10, I, whatever it is, iPhone X, iPhone Whichever 10. Whichever one, huh? When that came out. Uh-huh. And I said, you're right. 
And I said, too bad. The Tuesday talker is coming in. If you're trying to ask me to call you to tell me about Apple. So, oh yeah, you're out. <laughs> you're out. Ron, what's his name? Ron? Priority. Ron? Ryan Schinkel. Sorry, dude. The Shink. You're out. Hello, Shinks. Bye, Shinks. Bye. Bye. Later. Bye. No it's one cares about Romero. Apple. bigger fish to fry right That's here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you today? So things are good. How are things in your industry? Because it's, it's weird. It's, it's like things change day by day. Yes. Yesterday, the markets were very strange because you had Peter Navarro from the White House come at, do an interview and say, oh, the China deal's done. It, it, it's out of here. It's done. The markets lost their mind <laughs> right. until someone else came around like two hours later and said, he doesn't know what he's talking, talking about. about. The and market, then, the, the deal is intact. It's, it's working. Yeah. Anyway. So I tell you, so I have to, I run into a ton of people in the community now, and I, I think I've been doing this show a while, mm -hmm. right? And they're like, hey, you know, are you the Tuesday talker or whatever? And I, I got the, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I must have got- Tell us why you're bringing it up, Chad, because you're selling autographs now? No, five comments last week of people I spoke to on the phone, they're like, you know what? I don't do any of the stuff that you talk about on the radio. Well, and, they, and, and they're kind of, and they kind of feel guilty of, I don't know, you can kind of hear it in their voice that, man, I, 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 and those five people are probably laughing right now because mm -hmm. they know I'm talking about them. Mm -hmm. But I just want to say, like, once again, we have never not seen a situation, and I'm not the end all be all. I don't work with everybody perfectly. For all the plugs, for the advisors out there, and and I'll keep giving it until uh, I'm no longer capable of giving it. Um, I don't know one advisor that doesn't bring some sort of value to to the people of our community. If nothing else, it's it, a it's an unemotional it, third party. That's right. Who can come in and say, "You guys can keep arguing over this eight thousand dollars." The person I just now talked to, uh, they had a seventy thousand dollar right. issue. Right. That's absolutely correct. You know, and guess what? The person after you, it's the end of their life, and they have a Five hundred dollar issue. You know, I mean, everyone's. You, you could be an outsider. Anything. You know. And look, we don't care. Marriage counselor. I don't care. Divorce mediator. I have to look at it from an unbiased you opinion do. and look yeah. and go, "Hey, this is what you need to do." And sometimes people are so taken back by those kind of bland comments. But I, I know from a tax standpoint, from what you're telling me, you want this is how it goes. So I just wanted to Isn't give it that as a little simple though as everything else in life. Like what you put in is what you get out. And I'm Look, not talking about the amount of money. I'm talking about you know eating um, eating Tootsie Pops mm, every day okay. before you go to bed and not washing your teeth, but then being surprised in Did six months cavities, when you have a cavity. Right. I mean, right? it's the same situation. You haven't thought about your retirement all this time. You now find yourself to be fifty one, fifty two. You think you need to get something together, and then someone like you has to say, yeah, you should have started this a few years ago. You got it. It's, it's not, that simple. Yeah. You get what you put into it. And look, we, everybody always asks, you know, what do you exactly do? And, and that's a very, because a lot of us do a lot of different things. But I think efficiency is the word. Yeah. You know, so if you were taking a trip to Disney World, right? Okay. What's the most efficient way to get to Disney World in your mind? I don't oh. care about cost. I don't care about anything. What's the most efficient way to get there? Um, you fly there and you take the Disney Express to your own property resort. That's if what price we, is no option. That's what. Can you get there on a bicycle? Can nope. you? And uh, your, no. But you can. But how long is it going to take you? Ah. You could. What? So you can always go a different route. What about the GPS? What if you didn't have that? You could probably just leave your house and get there one day. How about this? You know the most efficient way? Hire someone. The, 
to just guide you. You just there follow you, them in the airport. You follow them to your luggage. That's what I was looking for. That's what you need. You let somebody else do all the planning and everything for you. So the plane is not the most efficient way. Okay. Mm -hmm. The most efficient way is hiring a travel agent and saying, where do I have to be and at what time? And a lot of people do that with everything. Doctors, attorneys, yeah, CPAs, true. travel agents, radio. What, what do like I have that. to do? Doctor comes in and says, hey, we need to do this procedure. You're like, all right. Do you say, now, wait a minute, wait a minute, mm -mm, mm -mm. I don't think, are you kidding me? We, I'm, I'm going to go Google this and try to do this, um, remove my gallbladder. On my <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So, and look, I know it's a little more serious medical. I, I can admit that I'm not comparing myself to a life-saving, you know, type of thing. But, but you may. But, but it may. So we make things as efficient as possible. That's it. I also think the other part about an advisor is, Yes, you have to meet this certain number of criteria, have this much training and everything else to become one, okay? Mm -hmm. Then once you're doing it, you sort of find these little, very specific pockets. You're very big on special needs planning mm -hmm. because right. it's completely different. You're not just planning for your own retirement. You're planning to what's going to happen to your special needs child because they're probably going to outlive you. That's correct. And that's something that you do. Yeah. And I'm sure if you had another situation, maybe you could refer someone to, you know what, my friend deals with this. Go that's talk right. to him and he can help you with that. You know what? And that's what we had to get away from because early in your career, look, you're trying to balance making money, mm -hmm. paying the bills. I know it's just like everybody's starting a new hamburger shop or anything else. You're really trying to gobble. And sometimes you don't give the best advice early in your career. But if you're humble enough to bring the right people aboard, th there's plenty of money to go around. So big thing. Yeah. Um, can we take a quick, quick break? You want to come back? Yeah, I, I do want to kind of go over the SECURE Act, if that's Perfect. okay. Let's is do that. Maybe give some real information. Sweet. Quick break here. Uh, Chad Romero is here, mm -hmm. and we're going to continue with our conversation Thanks. coming up. World events, national headlines, and local news that affects you the most. Hey, it's Robin Burning, and you're listening to Acadiana's Morning News. I listen every morning. I like to stay informed. Wake up with us weekday mornings at 5.30 for the headlines on News Talk 96.5. All right, it is 749 now at News Talk 90. What is it? News Talk 96.5 KPL. That one. 90, yeah. 96. 90, 90. <laughs> there you go. You got it. Okay. Well, back in my earlier days, uh, back yes. in college, I worked for one radio station, but I would fill in like if there was someone on vacation on another one. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I straight up in the middle of a show on my actual station gave the full station ID position or everything on the wrong show it, 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 it messed it everything happens. up you know That's it awesome. happens so um okay so tell me about this this new effort it, it's the shares act uh, secure act secure act secure, secure act. act yeah you know the government loves acronyms right yes so ah. setting every community up for retirement enhancement wow okay okay all right let's i like this all right mm -hmm. whatever secure so okay. two big things in it that that are really kind of there's a lot of other things, but I'm going to touch on two really quick. The first thing is they moved the requirement, the required minimum distribution age. So if you have an IRA and you haven't paid your taxes on it yet, at mm -hmm. age 70 and a half, you have to start.
taken that, this table chart or per- percentage of it multiplied by it some fancy number, right? Yeah. Based on the account value. And you got to start taking that distribution because Uncle Sam wants his money. Right. Well, they pushed that back um, from 70 and a half to 72, which is a big, big deal. Like that's a year and a half later. So we're getting to hold on our money a little bit longer um, without having to pay taxes. For right. It. But if you die now, non-spousal IRAs or 401k. So all of these have a beneficiary, right? Right. So if it's a single dad, a million bucks, and he leaves it to the three kids, used to, like he dies and they right. each get yeah, 333000 or whatever yeah. that is, right? Used to, they used to be able to do what's called stretch out those payments over the, you know, the lifetime of the dad or whatever, right? Okay. So they wouldn't have to take the whole the hit. whole hit or even like yeah, they could do that for 25 years sometimes mm-hmm. because every penny they take adds to their taxable income and they pay it pushes them into a higher tax bracket. Uh-huh. So what happened is non-spousal inheritance, right? Anybody else but the spouse. Anybody but the spouse. They got to take it in 10 years. Wow. So you got to disperse it over that 10-year period. You don't distribute it at the end of 10 years. You're it all comes it. out Ooh. as a lump sum. So you're talking about 401ks or IRAs with <sighs> a million bucks. Lord. And you make 100000 a year. I mean, you're going to make 160000 so you pay a higher tax on what that money he was trying to pass it through. So, through. Um, so if you do have an IRA out there and there, maybe you might want to get with your tax planner, your advisor, and yeah, maybe look at some strategies. Of, of uh, what to do yeah. and how to do that. Now, is there a provision if you take some of that money and you put it into your own investment? Yeah, once you take it, you got to pay tax on it. No matter what, it comes out of dad's account. Mm -hmm. You pay tax on it. Wow. Yeah. So it it's a big deal. Well, the government wants their money. Of course, it's like they gave you a little break on one side, Mm. but then on the other side, they said, "Look, we we need this tax money as soon as possible. So now we're not going to allow you to take little bitty increments over time. We're going to chunk it. We're going to chunk it. So it would be better to take the tax money out. That's right. The minute you would get whatever this is. Yeah, I mean, oh, and Roth IRA, it applies the same way. But because Roth IRAs are tax-free, there's no tax. So I have a million-dollar Roth IRA, not a million-dollar traditional IRA, Mm -hmm. right? It's all been taxed. The gains have all been taxed. Yeah. I leave that to my kids. So you're basically taking the risk of saying taxes are probably going to go up, not go down. That's right. That's right. Seems like a no-brainer, huh? Call your advisor. Hey, can I talk to you about something else? Oh. (laughs) He's nervous I don't know why you do that to me all the time. Okay, go. Ready, go. It has nothing to do with financial anything. No politics either? No politics Okay, good. Okay, go. No. um, I have a new show. What? That I'm into. And it is called Linux Hill on Netflix. Tell okay. us more. Now, this is why you made me think about it. Number okay. one, you look like one of the doctors. Yeah. You know, okay. and, I, he, and I, well, I know. is he handsome? He's yeah. cute. I mean, I'm yeah. just saying, you know, it's a, it's a cool. So basically, Lenox Hill okay. was always, a, it was a hospital on the Upper East Side um, that was kind of like, they would call it like your grandma's hospital. Okay. People go there to have babies and they go there to die. You know, like yeah. basic hospital stuff. Well, there are a group of surgeons that said, gosh, you have all this space. You could really do big things. Neurosurgery, uh, yeah, neurospinal okay. sur- I mean, all these things. Okay? Yeah. And um, and they do it. But it's cool because all these, the patients consent like to letting them actually show their surgery, mm. tell their story, and everything else. 
anyway, there is a guy looks like you. He's one of the doctors, and um, he's also like the money guy. In his mind, he's always like, "We need to market ourselves. We need to go." Anyways, yep, it's that's worth me. your time. It's me. That's my camp. My, that's my your secret. The secret to secret it all. Life worth your time. What kind of doctor is he? He's a he's a neuro neurospinal specialist. Oh, that's big bucks right there. It is. It's a great retirement That's, plan. I was going to say, you could set that up. Now, you got to have a steady hand. Figure it out. When you see oh, this, I got that. When you see this, everything. I got it. Are you good? I'm steady. Yeah, I could thread a needle like nobody's business. Really? <laughs> you know how to do that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Really? Put that little thing, a little, little flip it through the lips real quick. And, <laughs> right, now, my eyes... I gotta wear some. You got cheaters. to wear some cheaters I got to be able to do it. But that's okay. But you could sew a button uh, if it happened. I mean, aesthetically, it wouldn't be as appealing. But all it has to be is attached. Oh, function absolutely. A yeah, it looked button. like Shrek did it. Oh, yeah, it looked like Shrek it would did. Work. It. But you know what? The good part about men's shirts is like the ugly part of it. Yeah. would be under. Yeah, as long as you don't make any issues with the actual. Yeah, top. yeah. and I'm a tie guy, so I just covered up with tie, with your tie. Up, mustard. Okay, something. that's what, mustard. That's well, a good you could one be too. like Bob Carriker and just wear your shirt without buttons. Yeah, and except just have for that your, one. He buttons one, one button, button on his shirt to come in the studio. Does he wear like an undershirt? No, or is it like no, out? no, it's out. He doesn't. When it's summertime, I guess he wants a tan or extra vitamin D. We don't know. He actually, they call it um, the short and fat guys. You know, those are the guys that do the custom shirts. They've right. made several for me. Right. They call that the belly wink. The like, <laughs> you can see your belly button just winking at you. Winking at He's you. He's not afraid to yeah, bring that into the studio. That. It's okay. Anyway, He's, all right. Uh, not shamed in his game. 756. Uh, the big question, and I'm sure you have it too, what's going to happen for school in the fall? Yes. No matter if it's a private, a public, uh, mm, there's yeah. a lot of unanswered questions. Do we have some clarity? Well, not yet. We're going to try, try to get some clarity from yeah. Justin Santani coming up on the show about what's going to happen in the public schools. I would imagine some of the private schools will maybe suit, take maybe. a hint. So yeah. uh, we're going to talk to him coming up on the show. All right, All right. 757 now at News Talk 96.5 KPL. Fox News commentary. Cancel culture strikes again. More next. Your employees and customers have new expectations when it comes to cleanliness. Cintas has the products and services you need to feel prepared. A trained Cintas technician can apply disinfectant and sanitizer spray to common surfaces. And we'll keep you well stocked with gloves, face masks, hand sanitizer, and disinfectant wipes, professional cleaning supplies, and PPE. Just a few ways Cintas can help you keep your business safe. Visit Cintas.com and get ready for the workday. A blue-collar worker in California named Emmanuel Cafferty was photographed by another motorist. He had his hand out of his window of his truck with his fingers positioned in such a way that the other person thought it might be a white power symbol. It kind of looked like he was making the OK sign. This woke snitch snapped a photo and sent it to Cafferty's employer, SDG&E. The company opened an investigation and then fired Cafferty, who said he was cracking his knuckles. He said that he had no idea that gesture had any significance whatsoever and also noted that he's a Mexican-American, a person of color. The hypersensitivity in this country is out of control. It is destroying people's livelihoods. If this company has any actual evidence that Cafferty is a racist, they should produce it. Otherwise, this is deeply unfair and unjust. The mob is out of hand, and people need to stop catering to their every capricious whim. We're working for you around the clock to keep you informed. We are a KDMS home for news and talk. KPEL FM Brokerage, Lafayette. There 
will never be an autonomous zone in Washington. I'm Dave Anthony. Fox News President Trump just tweeted it would be met with serious force. Last night, though, <laughs> protesters did try to set up what they call a black White House autonomous zone, like the one Seattle's mayor is now trying to dismantle. They also vandalized and tried to take down a statue of President Andrew Jackson. Fox's John Decker is live in Washington. President Trump on Twitter writing that he's authorized the federal government to arrest anyone who vandalizes or destroys any monument, statue, or other such federal property in the U.S. The president also wrote the offense will be punishable with up to 10 years in prison. The action is effective immediately, but the president writing that it may also be used retroactively for destruction or vandalism already caused. Dave? John, the president has also tweeted that John Bolton is a low-life creepster. The morning the ex-National Security Advisor's book comes out, the president tells Fox it's full of classified information. And I believe that he's a criminal, and I believe, frankly, he should go to jail for that. Soon the president will go to Arizona, one of many states seeing a spike in coronavirus cases. We've done 25 million tests. That means we show a lot of cases. And that's all fine, but it makes us look bad, even though it should make us look good. Tennis star Novak Djokovic, who defiantly started his own tour in Serbia and Croatia amid the corona shutdown, has tested positive for the virus after another player and two tennis coaches got infected. In NASCAR, Ryan Blaney won the race, but Bubba Wallace was the star. All the white drivers escorted the only black driver in the Cup Series to the starting line at Talladega the day after a noose was found in his garage. Wallace led NASCAR's ban on the Confederate flag and told Fox Sports. Sorry I'm not wearing my mask, but I wanted to show whoever it was that you're not going to take away my smile. And uh, I'm going to keep on going. The funeral is today for Rayshard Brooks in Atlanta. He was shot after resisting arrest by an officer now charged with murder. America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. People are out voting in masks in three states, though there are a limited number of polling places stocked with sanitizer as many voters already cast absentee ballots by mail in primaries in Virginia and in Kentucky and New York, which have two closely watched races. New York Democrat Elliot Engel, who has served in Congress three decades and chairs the Foreign Affairs Committee, is facing an uncertain future with a primary challenge from Democrat Jamal Bowman. Bowman has the support of progressive groups and the endorsement of Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who pulled off an upset of another senior Democratic congressman two years ago. The primary acts as a de facto general election in the heavily Democratic district. In Kentucky, Democrats will choose who will face Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell in the fall. Jared Halpern, Fox News. A soldier who calls himself a traitor 
is behind bars accused of plotting against his country. Prosecutors released the unsealed indictment showing that Ethan Melzer is believed to have given the group said to be comprised of white supremacists and neo-Nazis access to location and potential movement of his army unit in an attempt to lure them into an ambush. He's charged with trying to kill U.S. nationals and soldiers and with supporting terrorism. Prosecutors say Melzer branded himself a traitor to his country. He joined the extremist group he aided about a year after enlisting in the army. Some of the charges could land Melzer in prison for life if he's convicted. Gernal Scott, Fox News. Someone walked into an Applebee's last night in St. John, Missouri, outside St. Louis. An open fire started shooting. One woman was killed. Two others wounded, including a firefighter. Police later took the suspect into custody. On Wall Street, stocks could rise. Dow futures are up nearly 300 points. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick with this update. An 18-year-old Zachary man has been arrested in connection with a shooting on Fontenot Road near Opelousas. According to Sheriff Bobby Guidros, on June 11th, the St. Landry Parish Sheriff's Office investigated two separate shootings, one in the 500 block of Fontenot Road and one in the 400 block of Fontenot Road. Last week, detectives arrested a 16-year-old in connection with the shooting in the 500 block. The teen was charged with three counts of attempted second-degree murder. Saturday was the first day of early voting for the July 11th presidential preference primary, and election officials say they've already received about 48,000 mail-in ballots. Secretary of State Kyle Ardwin says for this election, Louisiana has expanded the acceptable reasons for eligible voters to request an absentee ballot. La Fonda in Lafayette has announced they will close temporarily after an employee tested positive for COVID-19. According to a statement on Facebook, in an effort to keep employees and patrons safe, La Fonda will be closing temporarily for testing and sanitizing. No timeline was given as to how long the temporary closure is expected to last. Lafayette Consolidated Government and LIDA have launched a business recovery program to stabilize local businesses and retain and create jobs as small businesses continue to deal with COVID-19. Businesses may apply for forgivable loans of up to $10,000 to assist with up to three months of costs associated with qualified business expenses. Those incurred not before March 27th of this year. A Senate-approved bill that would provide an $83 million tax break over five years for the state's casinos and racetracks moved closer to final passage as the House Ways and Means Committee approved it yesterday. The legislation would allow each casino to give customers $5 million in free promotional play wagers without having to pay state taxes on those amounts. Bill author, Lake Charles Senator Ronnie Johns, says providing a tax break on promotional play will help the gaming industry bounce back from the COVID-19 shutdown. Governor Edwards is alarmed by the growing numbers in tracking COVID-19, which has resulted in the state not moving to phase three. Kevin Barnhart has the story. We have to do better. Edwards says it is imperative that Louisiana residents take spread mitigation efforts more seriously, especially now that it looks like the weather will not contribute to fighting the virus. Some had hoped, thought, believed that this virus would sort of go away once we got to the summer. It is very clear that is not happening. Could the state fall back to imposing more strict efforts? We shouldn't need new restrictions in order to make this happen. We just need to follow the mitigations better. I'm Kevin Barnhart. A cloud of Saharan dust is crossing the Atlantic and is set to arrive in Louisiana tomorrow. 
bringing with it more COVID-19 concerns. The dust contains tiny rock particles from Africa, and while it can produce vivid sunsets, the head of environmental sciences at LSU says it poses a risk to those with underlying health conditions. We know that breathing in these small dust particles can make all those conditions worse, and if those conditions get worse, you're at greater risk of getting COVID-19. Those with asthma, COPD, chronic bronchitis, and heart conditions should be most cautious. Diaz says the dust can also impact pollen and allergy sufferers and possibly increase the transmission of COVID-19. The pollens may be attracted to some of these dust particles and you'll inhale both of them together. The same thing could happen with a virus. It could be attracted to a dust particle. Diaz says the best defense is keeping tabs on air quality alerts and staying indoors or be ready with a face covering if you do have to be outside. That's the time to put on an N95 mask and not to put on one of these cloth masks. But you're going to need a mask with a filter if you have to go outside and you've got a pre-existing lung condition. The Senate passes lawsuit reform legislation that supporters believe may help lower auto insurance rates. The bill lowers the jury trial threshold to $10,000, also prevents insurance companies' names from being mentioned in court. It also removes a gag order on whether a crash victim was wearing a seatbelt in the crash. Bossier City Senator Barrow Peacock says it's not as strong as past efforts, but... What this bill basically does now is instead of a home run, it's a triple. Past tort reform efforts had jury trial thresholds of $5,000 and barred plaintiffs from suing auto insurance companies as opposed to just keeping their name secret in court. They also included a two-year prescriptive period for filing lawsuits. Democrats fumed over the legislation's lack of any wording requiring auto insurance rates actually go down if the bill were to pass. Alexandria Senator Jay Luno says it does nothing for drivers. It's not going to lower insurance rates. I know that, and I think in your heart you know that. But by God, it's what lobby and the insurance industry wanted, so we're going to get out there and we're going to support it. The stripped-down legislation removed pieces of prior efforts that Evangeline Parish Senator Heather McLeod says would address the state's sky-high commercial auto insurance rates as well. This bill will not effectively address the crisis, crisis that we have with commercial auto here in the state of Louisiana. Crisis. Tulane researchers develop a potential synthetic antibody treatment that could provide COVID immunity for one to two weeks at a time. Matt Doyle has this story. Tulane Internal Medicine Chair Dr. Jay Cole says the treatment was tested in lab mice to great effect. It introduces a protein, MDR504, which blocks the virus from infecting lung cells. Cole says their treatment takes advantage of the fact that the coronavirus is highly infectious. We thought, well, if it's binding at higher affinity, maybe we could basically use that to fool the virus. So when could we see it move into human trials? Hopefully in the fall, we're working with a couple manufacturers to scale this up. I'm Matt Doyle. Phoenix's mayor is requesting President Trump wear a mask during his time in Arizona today. Mayor Kate Gallio released a statement on Monday saying that elected officials, including the president, should set an example by wearing masks at the event. Trump is expected to visit the border in Yuma, Arizona, then make his way to speak at a Students for Trump event in Phoenix. Many cities in Arizona have begun requiring masks after a recent spike in COVID-19 cases. And finally, a wildlife expert is explaining how a 138-pound paddlefish caught in Oklahoma could have gotten so big. Eric Hernandez caught the female fish on Keystone Lake over the weekend, just missing the paddlefish state record of 143 pounds. A biologist at the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife Conservation confirmed the fish was female, saying her fat content could have made the fish sterile. Now, most female paddlefish generate a quarter of their body weight in eggs. If the fish is sterile, they use that energy 
and turn it into fat. More Katie's morning news is coming up. Partly sunny skies to start the day today. Going to wait a little bit longer for the showers to start settling in. But by the afternoon, we'll start to see widespread showers and a few thunderstorms rolling across Acadiana. Mostly cloudy skies by the end of the day today. Temperatures are going to sit in the upper 80s, about 89 degrees for your high. Heat index in the 90s. Lows are going to be in the mid-70s with winds from the west-southwest at about 10 miles an hour. Another wet day coming up again for tomorrow. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. Right now, no traffic crashes, no breakdowns to report to you. Make sure you buckle up. Keep it safe. It is 814 now at Newstalk 96.5 KPEL. And even though the calendar says June, a lot of folks and parents like me are actually looking at August with a hope that we'll soon find out what happens with schools. School board member Justin Santani joins us in studio this morning. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning. Count me as uh, one of those parents. You're that one is of them. You're wondering too. Huh? I, you yeah. know, I was, I was telling you that on some of the Facebook groups, the parent groups, the PTO groups, you know, are all talking about a lot of these options as if things are set in stone. Okay, here's what we're going to be able to do. It's the one parent said it's going to be like prison because they can't go to recess and they can't <laughs> use the. And, I, you know, you just sit back and, and I had to tell my wife, like, listen, it's going to be the best it could be. But I think that the school board does have a good grasp on the fact that kids going back to school is important to get things rolling again, as long as you're you know, health wise and. I guess legally allowed to. Well, that, I think you're right about that. Uh, the way I describe it to people is, you know, we're we have a lot of different answers for a lot of different questions. We're just waiting to see what the question actually is, you mm -hmm. know, because we're going to be under the guidance of the public health authorities from both the state and Lafayette Parish. And so it's the the answer to what does school look like is drastically different if the we're under a fifty percent capacity order or a seventy five percent capacity order. Yeah. Or if we're able to open up fully. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so the the answer differs very greatly depending on what the question is. We don't know what the question is yet. And obviously the safety of students is paramount, but you also have to think about you're putting in many cases what, seventy five to a hundred employees? Is that is that kind of what it is around at a school? It's something like that. You know, I, I always use the edge case of Lafayette High School, which is going to be our most populated uh, site. And it's, you know, probably 3,000 people a day go to Lafayette High School. Wow. Um, so, you know, that's that's really a, a tremendous number. And it's not a big campus. I mean, schools just aren't big mm -hmm. you know, by their nature. Right. So it's going to be uh, difficult to accommodate people. But that being said, we are bending over backwards to make sure to try to get to school in a normal start to the year. So there is a, a date, I believe it's July 22nd, when there will be at least a meeting where some decisions will, will have to be made because you kind of need the lead time to prepare campuses. Are they opening or are they not? I mean, work has to be happening. I think right now we're, we're operating under the assumption, I know the governor said it yesterday, we're operating under the assumption that August 13th is going to come and we're going to open school. Now, until we know anything different, then we'll react accordingly. Um, you're right, July 22nd, there will be a meeting. I think probably the most likely outcome of that meeting is not necessarily a firm decision being made because you're still three weeks away at that point. A lot can happen with this in three weeks. I think the most likely outcome is that we uh, we delegate that authority to Superintendent Trostclair and say, listen, we trust you to make this decision. Please, we want you to be able to have the flexibility to respond to events in a nimble fashion. And, and it seems like there are a lot of 
school districts who have already come out and said, not necessarily Lafayette, but have come out and said, you know, we do have other areas. You know, maybe the cafeteria is not used for kids eating lunch, but maybe we could put two classes in there because we could spread people out easier. We can, uh, in elementary schools, I think we may even be able to put kids outside. Mm-hmm. Older children, I know kindergartners wouldn't do well going to class outside. But uh, <laughs> right, right. look, you know, there's a butterfly. Can, you know, I think it's going to be the the underlying theme of this school year is going to be creativity and yeah. how we accommodate students on campus in a safe manner. How we accommodate and make sure because you know at the end of it all, I we we cannot have a group of children in this parish who are a year behind. Mm-hmm. In their education, like we yeah. cannot, we that will be cannot. the a disaster far greater than anything that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to have to really make sure that we are focused on getting those children caught up and and on great level. I watched a graduation ceremony yesterday streaming on Facebook. My cousin graduated from Slidell High, and um, you know one of the things that I was listening to some of the keynote speeches or the valedictor, whatever, whoever they are, mm-hmm. some of the speeches. And, you know, it did hit me, you know, how creative that has already had to be for teachers, parents, senior students. You know, it's one thing if you have another year to go. Maybe you're a junior, so you can maybe catch up on things like ACT and and different things to get into college. But you have had the last end, you know, the end of this school year. We know that teachers, administrators kind of had to make the call on a lot of these situations. Were you successful in the class? You know, and that's at, a at hard the, thing. At the end of last year? At the end, yeah. No, I don't think we were. You don't um, think? No, I don't think we were successful with the with the distance learning, but, you know, we learned a lot of valuable lessons. And I'll, I'll speak from my personal experience. Um, you know, we kind of dropped this new model of teaching on teachers through necessity. No, no mm-hmm. one wanted to do it, but we had to. And it was a rough go. And I'll say my, my children's teachers, you could see them getting the hang of it as time went on. And by the time we got mm-hmm. to mid-April, or, or late April, there was actual learning taking place. And it wasn't through, you know, that month's period of time wasn't for a lack of effort. It was just because it was something new that we weren't prepared yeah. for and hadn't hadn't. It's a learning curve. That's exactly right. And and you could see the progress being made. And so given the experience of, of the end of last year, plus the work that uh, our chief academic officer, Dr. Mark Rabelais, has done, there's going to be some professional development for teachers to help them uh, adjust. Mm-hmm. To this, to this new life of distance learning or even online learning, even if you're in the classroom, leveraging the technology to deliver instruction through Google Classroom and things like that. So, um, we we learned lessons, and I don't think we were successful, but it was at the very least valuable from the perspective of getting it right this time. Mm. I found that the community part of it is something I underestimated because obviously, you know, we're all home. Okay, I'm doing the show in the morning, and then we would kind of trade off throughout the day. I would take him for a couple hours and Sarah would work on things. Mm. And then I would do some more work in the afternoon. And, and that's just sort of how it worked for us. And we didn't have a problem with the teaching aspect. But from the kids perspective, when they would have the class meetings all on Zoom or, you know, or through Google Classroom, that was when it was like the most normal. Because I think the kids needed to know everyone else was going through it, too. Right. And it's it was scary. Mm. I mean, it was scary for adults, much less, you know, kids especially they're in the upper grades, If say they're in eighth grade. Well, for eight years, they've gone somewhere. They've been with their friends. They've had that time away from their parents that just sort of went away. So that was, was a big part of it. Discipline issues, 
via those kinds of of settings? Were there discussions? Were there? So it took a it took a a few tries before my son's teacher realized that as the host of the Zoom meeting, she could mute students. And so until, until that time, it was uh, it was a little bit chaotic. Yeah. Uh, but after that time, it appeared to be you know where you know because my son came out with a with a sad face one day. I was like, what happened? He yeah. Said, he said, "Well, she muted me. I can't talk." And I'm like, "Well." What lesson did you learn from that? <laughs> Maybe you weren't adding anything to the conversation. And the, and the next time he was on there, boy, he was quiet. Uh, yes. And and then well, he got then he got to contribute. So maybe bonuses, he, and I'm you know across the board. Maybe in right. some aspects, I don't know. Yeah. Just maybe throwing it out there for all teachers. He learned. He know. learned. He learned a lesson about uh, Zoom meeting etiquette. I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Um, so what about graduations? They're going to be coming up um, in the next, what, three July weeks or so? July 10th and 11th or 9th, 10th and 11th. Okay. I can't remember if we're doing it on Thursday or not. But, uh, yeah, at the Cajun Dome, we are doing uh, limiting attendance to phase one guidelines, actually, to try, ah. to, to, try to make it as, safely, as safe as possible. Mm-hmm. Because we know there are a lot of grandparents who I, yeah. I think will actually risk uh, catching the virus to see their grandchildren graduate. And yeah. so we're trying to make that as just as safe as possible. The Cajun Dome has been wonderful. They've been so excited to get their, their employees back to work. Um, you know, we're going to be doing the thing of everybody gets their temperature taken, walking in the door. So please do not come to graduation if you have a fever. Yeah. Just stay home because you will, you're not going to be, you be will, turned away. You will be turned away. Yeah. And, and so, so we're just going to, we're going to go. We're very fortunate that we have a, a facility as large as the Cajun Dome that we can accommodate this number of people mm-hmm. with socially distanced guidelines. So, um, you know, we're going to get on with it. And you can spread people out in the Cajun Dome, too. I uh, mean, we're, even, and we're doing it. OK, cool. Well, I, so I can't wait to be, see what that so looks like. So, there, I mean, so people's groups will sit together. Obviously, families that live right. together can sit together. Yeah, people that live together. They'll, yeah, they will. Sense. But there will be distancing between groups otherwise, and, and otherwise in a limited capacity. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, tickets have been issued and. All that stuff. So okay. follow those guidelines. Just work within it. And yes. again, if you don't feel well, stay home. If you know you have a temperature, stay home. There was a big conversation that was had about, you know, if it will you, be live. It will be live stream. There will be live stream, too. Yeah. So you can, there are ways to watch it. Um, this isn't necessarily on the topic of, of schools. But since we're talking about it and you're right here, there was a big conversation that happened yesterday about if you knew someone was covid positive and they were still going to work, would you? Would you tell? Would you tell their employer? Overwhelmingly, like something like eighty-six percent of the people that responded to this survey were like, "Yes, we will rat you out." You know, what I mean, and, and that's the deal. But but I understand why people feel like they need to go to work. Would they yeah. have? Would they, they have? Paid. Would they have spoken to the person first? I don't know. I don't think they. Asked I don't know. That. See, like this is this is a part of it, right? I would have gone and spoken to the person first mm-hmm. and given them an opportunity to yeah to do yeah. The, to do the right thing. Listen, man, mm-hmm. do the right thing. Come right. On. Yeah, you know, you don't feel well. It doesn't matter about you. Maybe you're fine. You know, maybe your health is okay. But for the rest of the people, um, did you not know? Did you not think about it? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Justin Santani, Lafayette Parish School Board. Um, July 22nd is the date of the big meeting where you guys will make some sort of plans, make some sort of determinations. And right now, it's still up in the air. What are we, July 24th through for phase two? I can't remember the exact it's date. I know, days, I know it's right, right? there. It's 28, it's 28 days. days. 28 oh, 28 days. days. And there yeah. will be a, a, a reevaluation in 14 days. Maybe it's July 18th then. Yeah. Something um, like that. But, so kind of stuck. You know, like I said, like I said earlier, we, we just, we're stuck in a pattern of 
we need to know what we're operating under. And right now, it's such a fluid situation that yep. we just don't know. Yeah. And we will react accordingly. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, keep us up to date. We'll keep in touch with you and Thank bring, you guys. of course, the information Thank as you. it comes. 825 it. now at Newstalk 96.5 KPL. The very latest on your way into work. Every morning. Rob and Bernie on Acadiana's Morning News. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom. I had no idea how hard it would be and what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and ways for me to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics, but also information about the hurdles I was facing. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org slash caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. One eight. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom, but a little over a year ago, we realized she couldn't take care of herself without our help. And well, how could I not be there for her? I had no idea how hard it would be and just what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and even for me, ways to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics that got me started, but also information about the hurdles I was facing in this new role. I could even connect with experts and hear from others who had been in my place. I know this road we're on isn't an easy one, but I'm really happy to have the extra help for her and for me. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. This message is brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. As an 18-year-old, I let my mistakes kind of take over my life. I was 0.5 credits away from completing high school, and I didn't do it. Ten years later, at age 28, Jackie finished her high school diploma. When I found out that I was pregnant, I know that I had to do something for myself if I wanted to make her a better person and provide a better life for her. My family never stopped pushing for me to be better because they knew what I could become and who I could become as a person. My support team is amazing. The educational director, my sister, and even my seven-year-old daughter has just been more than the support that I could ask for. I've been given an opportunity, and I'm just thankful for it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You've accidentally cut your daughter's bangs unevenly. Do you A, line things up a centimeter from her hairline? Man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man! No, 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 no. sweatbands are so hot right now. Everyone's wearing them. Like that basketball player and that other basketball player. B, get spiritual. Mom, where did all the mirrors go? A reflection could never capture our true selves. Huh? Beauty is within... Um. C. Look on the bright side. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or D. Show empathy. Mom, you really don't have Ta-da! to. Ta-da! Twinsies. <laughs> I kind of love it. <laughs> As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. 
It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from CapeHill965.com. Now making news around the country this morning. A U.S. soldier facing the possibility of a lifetime behind bars for allegedly partnering with a neo-Nazi group planning a mass casualty event against his own unit. The FBI announced that Ethan Melser was arrested earlier this month for allegedly sharing information about his army unit with the Order of Nine Angles, or O9A. The 22-year-old declared himself a traitor of the United States. Melzer is facing numerous charges, including conspiring and attempting to murder U.S. nationals, attempting to provide materials to support terrorists and others. Texas is ready to take action if the coronavirus crisis does not get better, but shutting down all over again will be the absolute last option. Governor Greg Abbott confirmed that, saying the state is averaging 3,500 new cases a day. Florida, just as bad, 2,900 new cases a day added yesterday, and a total number now topping 100,000. Arizona is the other hot spot with about 2,200 new cases yesterday, 84% of ICU beds in that state in use. Two more staff members on President Trump's campaign are sick with coronavirus. They were at his rally Saturday in Tulsa and tested positive. They were Secret Service agents on a detail with the president. Six other staffers tested positive before the rally and did not attend. Trump is headed to Phoenix today and says he's not worried about the state's record spike in cases. One of the world's busiest airports is fighting coronavirus with thermal cameras. California's LAX will begin using three cameras today designed to scan passengers for fever. Arrivals with a temp of 100.4 or more could be asked to undergo a second screening, while those departing will be told they shouldn't fly. It's all voluntary to see if thermal imaging works in detecting people who might be sick. NASCAR is standing with its only black driver, Bubba Wallace, after a noose was found in his garage at an Alabama track. A huge group of drivers and crew members pushed his car to the starting line at Talladega Super Speedway. At the end of the procession, Wallace is seen hugging the supporters and competitors. The FBI has joined the investigation to determine if the noose being placed in his garage was a federal hate crime. The family of the helicopter pilot in the Kobe Bryant crash is asking for a wrongful death case to be moved out of Los Angeles. The defense claims they can't get a fair trial because the L.A. Lakers star was so popular there. They want the case to be heard in nearby Orange County instead. Bryant's widow accuses the late pilot of being responsible for the crash that killed her husband, 13-year-old daughter, and six other passengers. Apple is coming to the rescue for people who might not be washing their hands long enough. A new feature on the Apple Watch will not only detect when users wash their hands, but also set a timer for 20 seconds. That's how long the CDC says is needed to avoid the spreading of COVID-19. The tech giant will also release a new iPhone update that includes adding a face mask to those customizable emojis. The first trailer is out for a new movie called Social Distance. The producers used a pandemic to create a thriller that takes place entirely through a conference call. It's about six people working for a cruise line blamed for bringing coronavirus to the U.S. It was all filmed remotely. Said it could be almost finished, but no word on when it will be released. Police are investigating after an Amazon driver was caught disposing of packages in a Baltimore sewer. The driver was from a temp agency and said he wanted to be done with work for the day. The number of packages dropped by the worker has not been disclosed, but the agency says they'll pay for the damages. Once the report is finished, police will determine if an arrest has to be made.
Well, we've got another rainy day on tap today. It does look like we're going to wait a little bit longer than we did yesterday before those showers start to settle into the area. We'll go partly sunny skies out there early, and I do think we get patches of sunshine kind of thrown in there throughout the day. All in all, though, mostly cloudy skies across the board. A 70% chance for showers and a few thunderstorms, especially by the afternoon and evening time frame. Winds coming from the west-southwest at about 10 miles an hour, and your overnight lows are going to be dropping down into the mid-70s. We stay with the unsettled pattern through the majority of the work week. It looks like another wet day coming up again tomorrow and then widely scattered showers again on Thursday. However, some of that Saharan dust going to be getting into the area by the end of the week and the start of the weekend, which will kind of tamper down the rain chances a little bit. Could lead to some hazy skies and some beautiful sunsets. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. 77 degrees here at KPL. Are you looking for... A great new recliner. Something to lay around in, just hang out in, when you make the kids go to bed. Mm-hmm. And you have your recliner. Yep. Hopefully full possession of the remote control. Mm-hmm. And you get to sit back in that recliner and just enjoy all the hard work that you do every day. Get yourself a recliner from Home Furniture. Bernie, uh, stop talking dirty like that because that <laughs> hasn't happened for me in six years, okay? Oh. But it is 89 degrees outside, and so to me, the best thing you can do is to sit in your leather recliner That's right. where it's cool. Inside and when you get a little bit warm, right. you turn over. Hey, HomeFern.com <laughs> has everything, 40. Um, over 50,000 pieces of furniture in stock in Lafayette, and that means you can fall in love with it today, and you get it delivered tomorrow. That's Home Furniture Plus Bedding's guarantee And they love to say welcome home because they love to make your home a place that you want to be. Hey, really popular right now. You know, people are getting into white sofas again. Yeah, I know. There is this um, in stock, ready for delivery, uh, about half price, about 40% off. Um, And it is from Ashley Furniture. It's the Rawcliffe sectional sofa. It's off white. Let me tell you, it'll brighten up any room and it's available for you now. You can see it in person at all home furniture locations and online now at homefern.com. Remember, fall in love with it today. Have it in your house tomorrow. That's their guarantee. Find out more at homefern.com. Love it. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. So Lafayette Police giving us the all clear right now. No traffic crashes. No breakdowns to report to you. Hey, just make sure that you're buckling up and that you're keeping it safe out there. And if you do see some traffic trouble, you can always give us a call, 232-1542. Now, Lafayette Consolidated Government and Lita launched a Lafayette business recovery program. It aims to stabilize local businesses and retain and create jobs at many small businesses as these owners continue to grapple with the effects of COVID-19. Greg Gotro joins us on the phone right now from Lita. And uh, this really could be um, a, a really welcome sight. We know what the federal program, the PPP, did to really tie these businesses over. Um, but now that we are moving on from that, now there's some local help that is coming through. Good morning, Greg. 
Good morning. How are you? Hey, we are doing well. And I think there are a lot of people who are excited to hear about these uh, forgivable loans. And are, it's really a grant because it is a forgivable loan up to $10,000, three months of costs associated with qualified business expenses. And this could really be make or break for a lot of businesses who don't know exactly how they will proceed. It could be make or break for businesses, some employees, some neighborhoods. When you think about it, folks have been shut down because of no fault of their own. And leaders in the community, the mayor and the council and others have decided that we're going to try to do something about it by giving a hand up to those that simply haven't had revenue for quite a while. So this this $10,000 number, how, how did that come about? Do you think that will be able to cover these three months of expenses for employees. How did you get to that point? Well, we looked at best practices around the United States. There are several programs like this in several cities, but none in Louisiana, I think. But uh, around the country, we looked at best practices. We came up with an average loan number of really about $4,000. And we had figured out that $5,000 for a very small business under five employees might be enough to pay a month or two of of, uh, lease payment. Uh, payroll, et cetera, living expenses. So $10,000 is really for, you know, a little bit larger business that might, uh, that might help and you might be able to go down to two or 3,000 and it, it's enough to save a small business. So uh, I want to give out the website, lafayette.org slash BRP. That is lafayette.org slash BRP. Of course, information through 311 who will put you in touch with Lita and uh, tell me about the response, Greg, that you're getting. Um, I, I would imagine just the fact that we're kind of able to get something like this together here locally, you know, it, it may help some of these business owners really kind of have a sigh of relief, albeit probably temporary because of the situation we're in, especially with the governor's announcement yesterday. But, you know, this is somewhere to maybe bridge that gap. Well, that's exactly right. Uh, yesterday, we had in one hour about 59 applications. Um, and so that was pretty darn good in the hour before we, um, before five o'clock. And of course, you can go online anytime. But uh, and then we had about 150 people ask in advance to be notified when the, um, you know, when you could apply. So, we expect it to be a pretty decent demand, and of course, the less demand, the better in that, when you think about it, that means a lot of people were able to sort of bootstrap themselves up. But with that said, the state has appropriated $300 million, and the treasurer will be um, handling that program. And of course, we would like to just roll straight from our program into theirs and make sure that all of our businesses get what they need to survive because it's about creating those jobs. And there's some HUD funds, right, that, that will be a part of this as well, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. HUD through CDBG, Community Development Block Grant, uh, that money is through the city. That's about $850,000, and then LIDA matched that with about $200,000. So the city will distribute its own funds, 
And um, there are a lot of uh, stipulations that we have to work through with HUD. And, of course, the Community Development Department at the city is doing quite well with that. And then our money will be at the Community Foundation. And we're encouraging private donations to match our funds and the city's funds. And um, we anticipate some private dollars as well. And they can do that through the Community Foundation? That's correct. There's a loan set up. There's a fund set up at the Community Foundation for Business Recovery. Well, there are a ton of people who tell us day in and day out they want to know a way to help, how to help. This could be one of those ways. More information at lafayette.org slash BRP. Assistance with the process will be available starting tomorrow. But again, 311, they'll get you in touch with Lita and one of uh, the guys over at Lita that work for Greg. They will help you out and uh, and make this happen. Greg Gotro, thanks for joining us this morning. I think a lot of business owners are Really thankful uh, for your efforts. Appreciate it. Thank you, Rob. The Rush Morning Update is brought to you by Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Book your next traveling party at LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net. New York City, America's highest number of coronavirus cases had one high-profile patient that caused a media sensation. Nadia, a tiger who resides at the Bronx Zoo, was the first known case of human-to-animal coronavirus transmission. The New York City Health Department's investigating, but they think that a zookeeper infected her. The good news is that Nadia the Tiger's doing better. She's expected to make a full recovery, which is a good thing. Many zoos want to make a full recovery, too, because the shutdown's causing problems. California's Oakland Zoo is having a hard time scraping together money to keep the animals fed. Other zoos are in the same predicament because they all rely on visitor fees and donations for their food budgets. But that's not the only problem. According to the Los Angeles Times, the animals are unhappy because of the shutdown. It turns out that except for the bald eagles, the zoo animals are bored. Zookeepers say that most of the animals seem to miss the people who come to stare at them. Zookeepers say contact with human beings stimulates the animals. They're just looking at food. What are, what are we talking about here? So I guess that humans are not the evil oppressors, the poor captive animals after all. We make their lives meaningful and interesting because they think they can eat us. The animal rights wackos. <laughs> not going to like this one bit if they figure it out. Folks, it is once again my privilege to join Mahindra in honoring those who have so bravely served our country. It's time for the 7th Annual Mahindra Military Salute Giveaway. To celebrate our Independence Day, the 4th of July, we will randomly select one deserving service member to receive a new Mahindra 4540 four-wheel drive tractor. It's a real deal. Tough as nails. Compact utility tractor with an impressive loader and three-point lift capacities. So help us find a brave American to receive this rugged Mahindra. To nominate somebody who is active duty or a veteran of the military and to get official rules, visit RushLimbaugh.com and look for the Mahindra Military Salute Giveaway. Thanks to Mahindra, the official tractor of tough. And God bless all of you who protect our freedom. Take advantage of rock bottom prices and great financing on new Mahindra subcompact, compact, or utility tractors or Mahindra utility vehicles. To find your dealer and test drive a Mahindra, please visit whymahindra.com. 
How long have we been quarantining? Has it been like four years now? Yes. The name of the show is Acadiana's Morning News. Just had to remind myself, look over at the wall and the billboard. <laughs> so how are you today? Uh, by the way, Ben Broussard from Catholic Charities on with us this morning. Um, how Man, is life I, from you? I am doing great. Um, my wife, uh, we've been married for about 17 years, and she says I'm the worst secret keeper. Uh, I'm right there um, with you. Right and, there with you. But but I, I look, we've talked on the radio about four times over the past couple months, and I have successfully kept one of the best secrets. Uh, but the cat's out of the bag. Um, Drew and Brittany Breeze, we've been in conversation with them since March, um, and they have shown a pretty hefty commitment to um, fighting hunger, specifically. They do a lot of other things, mm-hmm. but fighting hunger, especially with with children. Um, And when COVID started, they'd already had an ongoing relationship with the Second Harvest Food Bank in New Orleans and Second Harvest now has a a really big, really good presence here in South Louisiana in our area. Um, But they have have agreed to make a sizable investment with um, growing the capacity to serve prepared hot meals here in Acadiana. And that investment is with Catholic Charities of Acadiana and Second Harvest Food Bank. Um, This is going to allow us, I mean, look, you know, we talk a lot about, hey, we're better together. All these buzz phrases about the the COVID crisis, we're better together. Um, Just alone, Catholic Charities um, per week, when everything is, is running at full tilt, um, we can serve about 2,100 meals a week wow. through our food and nutrition programs. Okay. But with this investment um, and, and the ability to, to distribute further, we're going to take that 2,100 mark um, and it, we're going to get to the 15,000 per week mark, which unbelievable. just excites me to no end. I mean, knowing that you're... You're growing that ability to help people by that much more. That's that's pretty much seven times over. Yeah. You know, I don't know what the connection is. Um, obviously, there's something about Lafayette. There has to be. Um, you know, obviously, New Orleans makes sense. When you talk about the nonprofits that Drew Brees and Brittany Brees and their Dream Foundation, what they work towards, um, yeah. you know, New Orleans makes sense. But I don't see them doing this sort of outreach in other places. What is it about Lafayette? I mean, we know Surge Entertainment here. We know FNA, you know, his um, his flag football league had, right. had a big start here. I mean, what is it about our area? There has to be something there. And, and I mean, look, he, okay, he started his career in California, came here with a hurt shoulder. Um, we all know what, you know, what happened from there. He, he is a future Hall of Famer. Uh, but he has shown a commitment to the entirety of South Louisiana in his um, in his philanthropic work, and I just think, I mean, this is where the guy is going to retire. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm putting look. Let's let's say it here. Um, play football in New Orleans. Let's retire in Acadiana. Can we can we do that? I'm sure we. I'm sure we can find a house. I'm sure there's a real estate agent. We <laughs> anyway, can. Any any realtors listening? Yeah, uh, he could build uh, next but, to Jake Delone, maybe you know. That's right. That's a fantastic <laughs> idea out in Brobridge. No, uh, I think to, to be true, the the need is great, um, and he started a relationship with Second Harvest back in I think 2011. So he's already made some very sizable investments, 
in providing um, meals through Second Harvest, which is a fantastic organization. We're so happy to be partnering with them. Um, but when when the need, you know, you're you're meeting the need in in a in a powerful way in New Orleans, and then the organization that you are partnering with starts focusing on Acadiana and the needs inside disaster and outside the disaster. Mm-hmm. Because look, this investment is not just going to be a disaster response. This is going to be something that's going to meet the the growing needs of, of those who are experiencing food insecurity for years to come. Like We don't have all of the details yet about how this is going to be, um, how we're going to, do, to work the distribution process. That's going to be coming, but all I know is that it's going to be awesome. You know, 2,000 meals to 15,000 um, approximately, I mean, is just a huge, huge stride in the right direction. I always want to give people information on how they can donate to the cause. You know, you almost want to put up a billboard that says, be like Drew Brees. And here's Catholic <laughs> Charities website. You know what I'm saying? You think you, you, think you yeah. throw as good as Drew Brees? Um, how about you go and help donate to a cause that's important to him too? I love to people tell people how they can get involved and how they can support your mission as well. That's right, and I appreciate that. So CatholicCharitiesAcadiana.org is a place where you can make a tax-deductible donation to our work, especially right now as we are meeting the needs of those who are hungry because of COVID. Um, but in the future, we're going to have some I feel like we're going to have some opportunities to, to do some, uh, some Drew likes to do matching stuff. Yep. And so stay tuned for that. Like, cool. you know, if, if he's going to put up a certain amount, he knows that he's got the ability to raise more when he says, Hey, come, like you said, come do what I do. Well, there's no better partners uh, than you guys at Catholic charities. Thank you for the great work that you do. Ben Broussard will check in again soon and donate Catholic charities, org. Thank you so much, sir. Thanks, guys. Y'all have a great morning. News Talk 96.5. Depend on it. I'm Elizabeth McDonald, and this is the Fox Business Report. There could be a settlement of lawsuits that claim the ingredient in Roundup weed killer causes cancer. Reuters says Roundup's parent company, Bayer, based in Germany, is close to an agreement that could be worth $8 to $10 billion. The company says it is facing more than 52,000 lawsuits blaming Roundup and other weed killers for causing cancer. Amazon is launching a $2 billion internal investment fund that will focus on technology to reduce the impact of climate change. The Climate Pledge Fund will support businesses in transportation, energy, battery storage, manufacturing, food, and agriculture. And MasterCard is buying a financial technology company, Finicity. It is paying $825 million. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola. Invested in you. Your employees and customers have new expectations when it comes to cleanliness. Cintas has the products and services you need to feel prepared. A trained Cintas technician can apply disinfectant and sanitizer spray to common surfaces. And we'll keep you well stocked with gloves, face masks, hand sanitizer, and disinfectant wipes, professional cleaning supplies, and PPE. Just a few ways Cintas can help you keep your business safe. Visit Cintas.com and get ready. Home of the Rush Limbaugh Show in Acadiana. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Brobridge, Lafayette.
your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Right now, 77 degrees here at Cape Hill. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news update. Protesters attempting to pull down a statue of former President Andrew Jackson near the White House Monday night before being dispersed by police with pepper spray. Fox's Jillian Turner in Washington has the latest details on what exactly happened at Lafayette Square on Monday night. The word killer has been spray painted on the statue. Protesters did try and topple it late last night, but were thwarted by police officers. It was a long, long night of civil unrest here at the White House. And President Trump so far is not happy with what is going down right on his own doorstep. Take a listen. We're going to do an executive order and we're going to make the cities guard their monuments. This is a disgrace. In a tweet this morning, he doubled down and got more specific, writing, I've authorized the federal government to arrest anyone who vandalizes or destroys any monument, statue, or other such federal property in the U.S. with up to 10 years in prison for the Veterans Memorial Preservation Act. That is Fox's Jillian Turner reporting. In an upcoming Fox News special that will air on Sunday, Fox's Brian Kilmeade interviews President Trump and discusses the turnout at the Trump recent campaign rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The president's campaign manager has addressed that turnout for the rally was a little bit lower than expected. But despite that, many people watched the president's campaign rally on television. Here's a clip from the interview that was released today on Fox and Friends about the special coming up. Now, President Trump shows Fox's Brian Kilmeade a piece of paper touting Fox News's ratings on Saturday evening while airing the president's rally. But this just came out, and people have to see this. Trump rally, you see what that says? Gives Fox Fox News the largest Saturday night audience in its history. So, my speech the other night was the largest audience in the history of Fox on Saturday night. That covers many, many years and many, many big shows. Now, President Trump's campaign manager, Brad Parscale, cited ongoing demonstrations and concerns about spreading the coronavirus as factors that impacted turnout at the rally. There were reports that anti-Trump organizers used social media to request tickets to the event with no intention of using the tickets. It's coming up now on 903 here at Cape Helm. Partly sunny skies out there early on today. Going to wait a little bit longer for those showers to start settling into the area. We've got a 70% chance for showers and thunderstorms by the afternoon. Mostly cloudy skies later on in the day. Lows get down into the mid-70s tonight with winds from the west-southwest at about 10 miles an hour. Another wet day coming up for tomorrow. It looks like widely scattered showers probably continue on into Thursday. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. And we're now up to 79 degrees here at the KPL Studios. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. Double checking what's happening in our traffic at this hour. A report of a fender bender now. Gallet Road at Savoie Road. That's Gallet Road at Savoie Road. Please make sure that you're buckling up and keeping it safe out there today. Get the best sleep of your life. Helix makes personalized mattresses to fit your unique body type and sleep preferences. Go to helixsleep.com and get up to $200 off mattress orders.